Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>superpod hero cast guys with beers talking about movies with capes episode 24 i'm casey ryan and i'm todd panic and we watched batman v superman dawn of justice ultimate edition <laughs> oh there it is once again we have colin ryan here from bloomfield new jersey how you doing brother oh how you doing brother we are trying this now with actual Skype, yeah, so not with Facebook Messenger, so it sounds better, and yes. we can actually see you. Hello. Yeah, hey, hello. guys. <laughs> hello, hello. I like your shirt. Did you ever consider changing your middle name to don't? Oh. I, First I, of all. I, I don't understand that reference. How dare you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I know it's Hitchhikers, but I don't understand. Okay. All I'm right. not that deep. That's what she said. Yes. Yeah, so, hey, we're back at a DC fucking movie. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> And not just a DC movie, like this particular DCU. You guys are blowing through it faster than anything else, right? We are. Yeah, could we please fucking pull Iron Man tonight? God damn it. I don't think it's going to happen. Have you, have you tried a magnet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. First of all, how dare you? Yeah, I am just loving this we're, that we're not pulling Iron we're Man. We're pulling Iron Man tonight. Well, so, it's up to Colin. So, so. yeah, like we did last time, we've got a we've got a pretty unique process. So uh one of us will pull it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't give that behind okay. the scenes. All right, okay. That well, don't but pay Colin, no attention well, to the men behind the curtain. Well, oh, wait. Colin that although, sounded dirty. That's right. Colin, although he is in New Jersey, mm-hmm. will select our next episode. We'll use the Bifrost to yes, send him that's right. your check cleared. So. Oh, yes. you son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. I really want to drink the beer. You want to drink the beer. Okay. Let's keep uh, trying. Hey, 
let's um, yeah, let's move along here. Um, That's what we're gonna do next because we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. So our beer this evening is actually a repeat brewery. So if you think back to the episode in which we reviewed RIPD, I think it was episode 10, we drank a beer from Evil Twin Brewing Company in Brooklyn, New York. Now, Evil Twin was founded by a Danish school teacher. I'm going to, once again, try his name. This is my favorite part. This is it. Yeppi Jarnip Bjergsen. Yep. Yes. In 2010. Now, it's got an international distribution. Yeppi relocated to Brooklyn in 2012. They make high-end artisan beers. Mm-hmm. Our beer this evening, because we watch Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, <laughs> you know, a dawn occurs once a day and every day. So this evening, we in Syracuse are drinking every day, once a day, give yourself an IPA. <laughs> it is their double dry-hopped India Pale Ale brewed with lactose and vanilla extract. Now, this afternoon, I was at Branching Out Bottle Shop, where we get all of our best beers. Looking through the selections with our dear friend Carissa, Barley was uncharacteristically docile. I came in, he didn't even jump up. I, I walked down the aisle and he's just hanging out there. I was like, dude, what's going on? Chris and I were talking, and I said, you know, I've got an idea here, Dawn. I'm going to go with the Dawn motif. And I showed her this. She goes, oh, she goes, now, this is how often we've been coming in there. She goes, Oh, Casey doesn't really like IPAs. <laughs> He'll like this one. Yeah. It's got lactose. It's like a milkshake IPA. Oh, is it a milkshake IPA? That's what she said. Uh, I'm excited. Now, we're drinking that, yes. but Colin, we weren't able to coordinate the same beer. Colin, what do you got tonight? So I have from Firestone Walker Brewing, which is out of California. Oh, yes. It's Luponic Distortion IPA Series Number 10, Ooh. which I chose because that's a very long title. Much like this film. <laughs> oh, well played. Nice. But, nice. but also, let me just read you this brief description and see if there's anything else that might hop out of why I thought of the film. Hints of mango creamsicle, mm. peach ring. Oh, no. <laughs> and ruby grapefruit. Oh, oh, no. Not peach. Grandma's peach tea. Oh, no. well. Guys. Oh, and he's drinking it from a mason jar. Oh, God bless First you. Of That's all, awesome. How dare you? That's right. Okay. <laughs> oh. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna drink our respective beers here. All right, here we go. Oh, see. and we'll uh, clink here and then over, send it up to the over, camera. Over there. Clink. Right. Here we go. Clink the webcam. Well, that's definitely not Granny's oh. Peach Tea, but that is oh, yeah. delicious. That is some good supervillain urine. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, you know, I get why she said milkshake IPA. Yeah, it's, that's it's almost got this creamy. It's the lactose. God damn it, that is good. Yeah, milkshake IPAs are gonna the coming trend after uh, New, New England. England? Yeah. It almost looks like yeah. a uh, an unfiltered beer, it's, but it's the it's yeah. the milkshake or not? Well, not the actual milkshake. Yeah, yeah. So Casey, Uh-oh. we might be having one in sending some home with you. It's a double IPA. It is nine percent alcohol by volume. <laughs> No shit. And, it, and it's a full pint can, which I prefer. Full disclosure, yeah. we are, because of the show that Danny and I are doing right now, we don't have our weekends. Right. Everyone's off tomorrow. We are shoving all of fall into tomorrow. We're going <laughs> to go apple picking. We're going to get our pumpkins. We're going to decorate. It's so. So Danny's one gonna, beer's going to be drive good. tomorrow. <laughs> and you're yeah. going to be there. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, I will. I will be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm not gonna lie. I like this one. Yeah, I might be sending you home with only one of those other I'm two. I'm fine with that. That's right. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, next thing we have are reshoots and reactions. I only have one. 
Okay. Our good buddy Phil. Yes. Actually did the due diligence to find out what the box office gross for Punisher 1989 was. You know, honestly, kudos, Phil, really putting in the effort here. Uh, he wrote, hey, buddy, so the box office gross for Punisher 1989 is not good. <laughs> it's $533,411. Half a million. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. That's it. Half a million dollars. Yes. What was the budget for that? Twelve. Yeah, I, wait, hang on. I was. I'm. <laughs> oh, God. I, sorry. Hang on one second. I was not prepared for that. Oh. My. I don't think they were either. Oh, the budget was not nine million dollars. Nine million and only made half a million. Ouch. Oh, that's so... that, yeah. That's what they call in the professional business a turd. Yeah, that's in a... The <laughs> a turd in the wind. Oh God. Uh, All oh, right. Poor Tom Hardy. Yeah. Todd, do you have any other reshoots? You know, if I missed one, my bad guys. I'm gonna take another look. I got a little sloppy over the summer. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember anyone one. saying anything major. Oh well, we'll get to it next time. That's right. Uh, okay, so yeah. we don't need to do character background. No, we've we've done that ad nauseum. Uh, we'll save Wonder Woman's <laughs> for her movie. Yeah, which because this isn't really an origin for her. Which we're not going to pull Wonder Woman <laughs> tonight because no. we're going to pull Iron Man. But <laughs> you know, next time we pull DC, this just feels like, hey kids, look, it's Wonder Woman. Applaud. Yeah. That's right. The film barely explains who she is, so why should we? And let's be honest, she's arguably the best part of the film. She kicks ass and oh. takes names. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll tip my hand. Yeah, best name in the movie. All right. So I do have a couple production notes. I know you have some almost cast. Mm -hmm. Pure production. So this uh, released in 2016. Famously, Zack Snyder, as we've talked about at length. I think he wins the Poor Bastard Award. As a Marvel guy, I'm 100% with you. I keep saying, come on over to Marvel Studios. It's great over here. I think he's good just not doing anything right now. I think he should come join us. But... Uh, in any event, on this movie, his budget, now Wikipedia lists it in a range, 250 to $300 million. I wonder if the extra 50 is for the extended edition. You know what? Worth it. Yeah. Uh, totally. Did. Well, we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> box office, $873 million. So a success from a commercial standpoint. Yeah. Which led to Justice League, right? Like, we wouldn't have gotten Justice League. I yeah. think before this movie came out, they had announced Justice League. Sure, sure. But... They went through with it. I mean, like you know, we we still got it, right? They still spent an hour where they're scrambling to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Exactly, good numbers. I mean, not a cheap film, but it pays off. The Rotten Tomato score, as a recap from last time, twenty-seven percent. To be fair, the Rotten Tomatoes does not differentiate between the theatrical release. In the ultimate edition, it's it's just the title. So Mm -hmm. we saw this in the theaters. I was, to be fair, I was rooting for you, Casey, because. I felt bad for you. I felt like we had to give you one. You know, I, I like distinctly remember you were on one side of me and Josh was on the other. Sure. And the credits literally started rolling. And both of <laughs> you turned to me and went, so, what'd you think? And I was like, I don't know. Give me a second to process what I just watched. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the theatrical. It's fine. It's got its flaws. But this is a much better this film. This is a much better film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, interestingly, again, as you said, Colin has not seen the theatrical. Colin, when you've got two and a half hours to waste at some point... I feel like going back and watching that and comparing it, actually, it would be interesting to know just the things that were added because I feel like the things that were added were really, really key. Made I, them- did, I did do, I did look up afterwards okay. and, and read some things that sort of told you what was added. Mm. You know, a certain boy reporter got named and things like that. Sure, sure. Yeah, and we'll get to the almost cast with him in a second, okay. who was originally supposed to play. So him. that's it for my production notes. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to start with Alfred and work my way down. Because there's only one for Alfred. Timothy Dalton was almost considered for Alfred. Bond. James Bond. Wow. 
That would work. Surly, uh, Sir, Surly Timothy. I mean, Jeremy Iron is amazing. That's the problem, right? Let's see. You're comparing someone who did a phenomenal performance. Yeah. He would be very much in the vein of like Sean Pertwee's um, Alfred on Gotham, the yeah. like former SAS soldier. Yes, absolutely. Just oh. kind of what Alfred has become in the comics. Too. Well, that I mean, we've talked about that in Batman Begin. Alfred from the Nolan verse. Mm-hmm. I want an Alfred movie, right? Like, <laughs> there's something behind that. But that is I it just because see. you want more of Michael Caine? So I feel like the script is better for Alfred in the Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jeremy Irons, well, although Michael Caine, I, you, you know what it is? Michael Caine gets the benefit of a three movie arc mm-hmm. in the Nolan verse. So we get to see more of the character. We see him twice. In the the you know the yeah I am quibbling. Right, you know, I'm sorry. Well, you continue. know what the interesting thing though is you could switch Jeremy Irons playing Nolan's version of Alfred and put Michael Caine as this version of Alfred, and I think they would give the same type of performance if you let Michael Caine be the surly I'm not really your butler <laughs> uh, version yeah, but of Alfred. Jeremy Irons kind of does that too, right? That's what and I'm saying. He's break- oh, so, I see. And, oh, and, and yeah, Jeremy yeah. Irons could do the Michael Caine version <laughs> sure, sure. very well. Sure. So very yeah. interesting that the, these two Alfreds could be switched. L- look, neither movie suffered for budget. And as we've <laughs> said many times, and actually we saw in the Ultimate Edition, which I did not remember th- from the theatrical release, they bought talent, including Pa Kent. Wait, no, he's in the... He's, he's in, in the, the theatrical? 100%. I did not remember yeah, him. Yeah, cause really? Because I went... That was one of the things I looked up. We'll discuss that scene. I, so here's what I want to know. <laughs> so he's So even in the Ultimate Edition, he's uh-huh. on screen for two minutes? Two, three, three minutes tops, yeah. Three minutes. But he what comes did, in, well, does his job, drops the mic, listen, and leaves. <laughs> they paid for talent. What, what did I'd love to know what that what they paid for Kevin Costner? Uh, I guess they probably a million for 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 a oh. day. He just worked for craft services. He looked a little um, portly in this one. Looks a little heavier. Yeah. My exact note for that scene was, oh, hi, Kevin Costner. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple what-the-fuck moments in this. All right. Well, all um, right. Moving on to the goddamn Batman. Yes. Oh, this has got to be a long list. It's got to be. They went to Christian Bale originally, and he said, no, I'm, I'm good. Right. Nolan produced this, right? He did. Yep. His take on Batman. He did not. He I, wanted nothing. Sure. He, I, so I feel like that's just a deal, like, money-wise. He's mm-hmm. not shaping the artistic direction of this. Absolutely okay. not. No. Right. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but did you just threaten me? Josh Brolin. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. Oh, right. Scott Atkin- Atkins? I don't know this gentleman. Sorry, Scott. Wait, Scott Atkins? Yeah. If only we had some device. Atkins. A-D-K-I-N-S. A-D-K-I-N-S. Okay, hold on. Oh, Scott. Oh. Yeah. It's Doctor him. Strange. Who? He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a that guy. Uh, he's, he's a bodybuilder, he, he's, martial arts type. He's not even a that guy. Unfortunately, sorry, Mr. Okay. Edkins. Sorry. He's a bodybuilder. We're really sorry. Please right. don't come here and beat the shit out of us. Army Hammer was considered, which is interesting because in George Miller's canceled Justice League Mortal, he was Batman. Oh, really? Interesting. They kind of went back to him and then said, just kidding. Uh, We're going to take Ben Affleck. Fuck you. Colin, you'll know this one. Tyler Hecklin. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's Superman on the air in the uh, CW. Oh, in the Arrowverse? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. I think yeah, he would be a better would... Batman. I like his uh, Superman. Well, yeah. I mean, I, he, I, I like him on that. That's the only thing I've ever seen him in. So Right. John Hamm. Let's take it a little slower. I don't want to wake up pregnant. <laughs> and Gerard Butler. This is Sparta! Uh, we're Gerard both considered. Butler. For, 
I think it was because of Zack Snyder, because Gerard Butler was 300, and right. John Hamm was in the Sucker Punch. Which I have not seen. Is that the one with the, the girl in no. the asylum Jesus. thing? Yes. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen either, because yeah. I heard it is terrible. Hamm has made it pretty clear he's up for it if they want him now. I'm okay with um, that. Yeah, he'd be great. If you're looking for a you know, late 40s guy to play I, Batman. See, this is where... And so, you've never watched Mad Men, so this is where no, your no, problem I, is. I've watched a number of Mad Men. Listen, I like John Hamm, and I acknowledge not only is he goddamn handsome, but he's funny as fuck. So I almost feel like he's not Batman. He needs to be a hero. I don't know who he is. That's the, And I would say if Nathan Fillion was not already Simon Williams' Wonder Man, I would say John Hamm is Wonder, Wonder Man. Man, right? Oh, that was our other reshoot. Reshoot. The thing we put up about Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore. To, so sure. to be fair, we shared a link. Right. But that it has story. come out that he he kind of still is uh, Superman. Warner Brothers just said there's no Superman movie in the works that, at this point. That is sloppy journalism, and yeah. all we did was share a story. So fuck so them. So we were talking. We couldn't figure out if Henry Cavill were to come to the MCU. Right, right, right. Perfect person. Captain Britain. Uh, yes, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much Superman with a British accent. <laughs> exactly. Right. And a, and a, and a cowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Well, modern Captain Britain doesn't wear a cowl. Oh, he just has the Union Jack. No. Oh, no. We, we're going to hide that handsome face? Oh, well, okay. Come Good on. Point. All right. I think Mr. Snyder, Mr. Cavill, Mr. Ham, come on over to the MCU. We know how to treat storytellers and performers. I mean, come on. Come <laughs> yeah. on in. The water's fine. Uh, last okay. one. Casey La- just threw a look at me like, <laughs> like you son of a bitch. <laughs> last one for for Batman. Yeah. We have uh, three people who were in the Hobbit: Richard Armitage, Richard, yeah. uh, Luke Evans. Uh, oh, Thor the Oak- Hobbit. I'm thinking yeah. Thor and Oakenshield. Right, right. Luke Evans, who is Dale of Bard. Mm-hmm. Bard of Dale. Bard of Dale. Bard of Dale. Sorry. Yeah, it's, you know what? Doesn't matter. Dale yes, of Bard. Yes, it does. <laughs> the nerds will come after yeah, us. I know. Right? It's Tolkien. Yeah. Um, and last one, Orlando Bloom. One thousand percent no. Batman? Oh, no. that's a that's no. a that's a that's hard, hard pass. No. That's right. That's you know who he is? Long shot. Do you remember oh that it's a Marvel guy. Sorry. Marvel guy. We're in DC. Yep. Try and no, focus. listen, we're gonna pull X Men tonight. So mid mid career, like eight to ten years ago, he could have been an interesting nightwing. Ooh. Not Robin. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was just a grown dick. <laughs> as a grown dick hey oh <laughs> yeah i i definitely agree with that he would have been a, especially since he's good with the quippiness as we saw in the pirates movies sure and that's dick Grayson's he holds thing. his own against johnny depp fuck johnny Depp. well y- yes but it's i mean not me but anytime he comes right. up i have to say it it's all right that's fair. okay uh lex luther well i know that i know the first one right yes uh, before uh, before jesse eisenberg oh, for a brief oh wow. for a brief great moment have been it was Brian Cranston. Oh my God! Say my name, Eisenberg. You're goddamn right. I see why he passed on it. He just does the arc of Walter White sure. in one movie, <laughs> and I can see how he would be like, "No, I'm good." But the thing that he chose to do instead, Power Rangers, Re- really, Brian? That's what you're gonna do? I think I- the thing he did instead it was also um, all the way on Broadway. Yeah, uh, yeah. The LBJ was that, was that in play? 2015? Somewhere around there. Okay, yeah. so yeah, okay. The- yeah, the other thing I think with Power Rangers, at the end of Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston doesn't have to do dick. Nope. So Brian Cranston, who had a, pr- he had been a pretty regular character actor and voice actor 
for a long time before Malcolm in the Middle, mm-hmm. he had been a voice on Power Rangers. So he was I, two of the monsters. Yeah. So I think that Power Rangers was more about I can do whatever I want right now. This do, helped yeah. me. This paid for my apartment or whatever. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't right. I look. Don't, he also did Godzilla. Uh, what the fuck? He yeah, did but Godzilla's but a good movie. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Have you never seen it? I've not seen it. Okay. Uh, Colin, have you seen Godzilla? It's. All right. It's fine. It's uh, it's the god it's better than the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. That's okay. not a big bar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah <laughs> that bar's like yeah. on the ground. You can just yeah. lightly step over it. So first of all, I feel like the young Lex Luthor is a totally different like I can't picture So it's not a young Lex Luthor. It's Lex Luthor Jr. Well, okay. Oh, we'll get oh, into that into the movie. He okay. very clearly says my dad named the company after him. Yeah, agree 100 percent After himself. So, so it's Lex Luthor and he is Lex Luthor Jr. But is, when Brian Cranston was attached, he was probably was the Lex same Luthor. characterization. You're, or do you I think they you, rewrote so that? Jimmy Olsen was originally supposed to be played right. by Jesse Eisenberg. Right. With the complete caveat of you're going to be in this one scene and then get shot. It's Emilio Estevez in Mission Impossible 1. It's Here's Drew, a big Bar- name Drew Barrymore in Scream. Yep, it's a big name, and all of a sudden he's dead 10 minutes into the film. You didn't expect that. Yeah, and then for some reason, I think when Brian passed, Zach was like, well, let's just put him in this. Okay. Uh, other people that they looked at, though, were Matt Damon, probably because yep. of the Ben Affleck for- connection. Oh, oh okay. Bradley Cooper. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, no, just a thousand times uh, no. That's that's the, Adam Driver. Well, that would have been well, the same you know, Eisenberg vein. Yep. Yeah. I just, I've never seen young. him do the manic though. I don't know if he could have done the manic side of Lex Luthor Jr. And uh, I don't know. He's a pretty. Div- he's you know he was on SNL. He he, he was funny, but I've never seen him do big, huge, boisterous characters. I have in Look Back in Anger. At uh, the roundabout in New York, oh, he, 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 he was in it with Matthew Reese, and yeah, he was Ooh. playing a, a real goony kind of oh. wild character. He was good. He's a really good actor. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying he's not a good actor. Just that, yeah, yeah. You can't I mean, he's a he's a rangy actor. He's not just a good brooder and you know, which he's very good at. Um, so, he yeah, was good it, in. Um, either of you seen uh, Lucky Logan? Yes, or I, Logan it, Lucky. Which one is it? Logan Lucky. That's a great movie. It's a great. Well, it's Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. So, right. It's it's Redneck Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> it totally is. One hundred percent. What it Daniel is. Daniel Craig's brilliant, but um, <laughs> he really is. So I saved this one person who they looked at for Lex Luthor for last, just to get the great uh, reaction from both of you. I I don't. I have no clue. So. Tom oh. Hanks. What? Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> listen. Fuck you. Tom Hanks is an American treasure. Exactly. He would never do that to us. Wow. No, I mean, it would be fun because you could you would want it to be a script where Lex has a very public-facing persona that yeah. is the nicest guy in the world. In some alternate uh, multiverse, that happened. I'd like to go visit that multiverse just to see that version of the movie. Yeah. Especially since... Did you all see the picture that they released of Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers? I'm not going to say I got a little choked up looking at him like, oh, my God, it's Tom Hanks. I mean, again, is Fred Rogers. Uh, so there was and this was, I feel like, the first of a couple different exploring different roles. But Harrison Ford, early to mid 90s. Was it Michelle Pfeiffer? Mm-hmm. What lies beneath? Yes, it was. And all of a sudden, he was the villain. Yeah. He's the villain. But you don't he's not he's not. Spoiler for a twenty-year-old movie. He's sorry. Not, yeah, he's not marketed as the villain. No, he's and not. And the moment in the in the movie when you realize he is is jarring. And I almost feel like if they went with Tom Hanks, it's that kind of like almost like the equivalent of an emotional jump scare. And you know that movie has a connection to Tom Hanks. What lies that beneath? is the movie that Robert Zemeckis shot 
edited and released while Tom Hanks was losing the weight for Castaway. Yes, wait, no shit. Yeah. Wow. It also has a, it also has a uh, it also has an MCU cl- connection. You know who wrote it? Oh, no. Who wrote it? I um, who was it? Clark Gregg. Wait, Clark what? Gregg. Wait, wait, what lies I'm beneath? Sorry. Agent Coulson. <laughs> Are you serious? Holy I, shit! I may need to go revisit that movie. I like Clark Gregg. Well, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great. It's yeah. Wow. So sadly. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. I could not find almost cast for any of them. And they're all in this movie, so, so fuck you in well, on that. All I have is is Flash. Bradley Cooper, Chris Pine, Matthew Fox were all considered for Barry Allen. And I'm just like, uh, no, no, and definitely not. Matthew Fox? Well, that's the thing. Like, what age are you? Yeah. And, and same thing with, like, if you look at the ages of all the Batman, they didn't know where they wanted to put Bruce. Oh, or age. Lex Luthor. And like, or so Lex Luthor, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I wonder, at the point at which those people are theoretically connected, is that when it's still a concept? I think so. You don't have a Probably, script, yeah. because you can't replace Jesse Eisenberg with Brian Cranston, or vice versa, with the same characterization and everything. Now, it I, doesn't work. I do like that they've kind of left the door open that Brian Cranston could come back. Let's say Lex Luthor Sr. faked his death. Senior? I'd be okay with this. Listen, Brian Cranston, it, come be in these movies. As I've said <clears throat> once before, DC... Pick a lane. Like, fucking they're, they're, find your thread. They're trying. Okay. They're not doing very well. They're not they're doing trying. very well, but they're trying. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Colin, any production notes, anything related to production you want to share? Uh, no, I didn't really do any of that. Okay, no, 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 that's cool. That's cool. All right, then I think we can uh, roll that film. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. The opening, I, I really enjoyed with the uh, DC logo of the leaves. I was like, oh, it's fall here. Uh, it's not, doesn't feel like fall today. It's 72 degrees. That's right. But 72 in gray. Uh, that's comfortable. God, yeah. Uh, once again, we get Bruce Wayne's origin. Dear DC and Marvel. Holy fuck. We, we don't know. need the origin oh stories God, for Batman, it. Superman, Spider-Man. Still man. Still Hulk. man, we know. <laughs> Still man, right. So. Uh, kite man. Kite man. We all know Kite Man. Pace Pot Pete. He was bitten by a radioactive kite. We That's right. <laughs> now, you know, interestingly, Casey, you and I have talked a couple times. As we're watching this, sometimes we have some little techniques that we do to mm-hmm. better get what's happening. Sometimes I will turn on the closed captioning. Yes. Right? So I turned on the cl- closed captioning at the beginning to make sure I was getting the opening voiceover correctly. Oh, yes, by Ben, yeah. And it's, interestingly, it's not credited to Batman, but it's credited to Bruce. So, which, and then I was like, well, he's not doing the voice, which I love the explanation for the voice later on. We can thank Kevin Smith for that. Oh, thank fucking God. Which is, which is about a thousand percent better than Mm -hmm. Nolan, right? Kevin Smith wanted Ben Affleck to play Batman since they did uh, Mallrats together. He's like, that dude looks like Batman. Sure. He's got the chin. He's got the, you know. And And he can be fucking jacked, apparently. Yes. Yeah, okay. And yeah, and uh, but again, I was just like, oh God, not the funeral again. Not him falling down the well. Not, but at least least it's 30 seconds. But then he flew and I went, wait, what? I, oh, my note is, uh oh, are we flying? uh, And then, oh, it's a dream. Okay. (laughs) Like, all right. Hey, can we start, can we, can we start it now? The dream sequence counter? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, Zach I likes his. Five. There's five dream sequences. Holy shit. Are yeah. we counting the dream within the dream? Okay. Hang on. We'll, we'll get, get to there. The, All right. the dreamception. Yeah, the dreams. <laughs> right. We must go deeper. And, and the dream ballet. <laughs> <laughs> so, what an interesting piece of narration at the beginning. There was a time above, a time before. There were perfect things, diamond absolutes. Things fall, things on earth. 
and what falls is fallen. One of the things also, going back to Kevin Smith, one of the things that he said that they need to do the voice modulation for is Ben's natural speaking voice is kind of high. He's definitely doing some work to keep his voice at a lower register in this movie. Like Keanu Reeves, whose natural voice is high, which is the reason why the Bill and Ted, he was told to that he needed to make his voice lower, which is why you got well, to... Yeah, and up. the same thing with uh, Natalie Portman. Get, gets the oh. same note, too. Oh, did yeah. she really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, how so she talks in Black Swan. Oh, that's, that's pretty her much voice? her natural oh, speaking voice. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think the beginning... So, to your point, everybody fucking knows Batman's origin. But mm-hmm. I will admit, I feel like they do a good job of moving through it quickly. And they do a good job of pointing out, like, there are Easter eggs for Batman, and there are Zack Snyder Easter eggs. Oh. So I feel like everything worth talking about is his parents' death. The movie that they went to go see is Mark of Zorro, which is... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah, Coming you... soon is oh, Excalibur. Shit. damn it. Yeah. Yes, it you, does you guys, clearly say... You guys know what the Excalibur payoff is, right? Well, I'm thinking it I is don't. the... Well, I'm assuming that it is the... So, so I, t- I can tell you now or I can tell you when it comes up at the very end of the movie. Ooh, oh, well, let's, let's hold on let's to say it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, you know what? I totally, Casey, it's not like the Marquis says Excalibur coming Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. God damn it. You're right. It clearly says. It, when they're walking, when it's a shot yep. of the whole thing. No, you're right. It says, says coming. How could they see the movie soon. if it says yeah. coming no, Wednesday or Thursday? And Zack Snyder has said damn in it. many interviews that Excalibur is his number one influence for filmmaking. The great John Borman. Uh-huh. So I'm go. So I see this. I'm like, oh, what's the connection to Excalibur? So I'm actually then I'm thinking like Zack Snyder. <laughs> is it the is it like Superman and his connection to the scene with with Jonathan and that's the connection back from Arthur to his father to reclaim his father's throne? Nah, no, nope, fucking just... none of that because I'm fucking wrong because the movie isn't out yet. So God damn it! Can we can we can just we... please pull Iron Man? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute about how much of a fucking badass Jeffrey Dean Morgan is? This is the first time that I've seen a Thomas that's ready to punch Joe Chill in the face. It's Flashpoint insurance, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. It 100% is Flashpoint insurance. Uh, I, that scene, I was like, oh, now I want Flashpoint. Like, I, revisiting a. it, I was like, oh, I want that movie now. And But not only does he is he ready to fight, intentionally the camera focuses on his, on his hand clenching oh God, to so a great. fist. And it's, and it's a comic panel. That's what you would see in a comic. Mm. You would see him pushing but, Bruce and Martha away, then him quenching not and then getting shot. Not surprising. We've talked about Zack Snyder as a fan of the visual medium, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he is very much filming this with how this looks. Yeah. 100%. And I like um, it. I interesting, interesting while we're talking about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, he's 52. Ooh. Ben Affleck is 46. So that line <laughs> made her about, I'm older now than my father ever was. <laughs> they said that he's the world's greatest detective. He's not the world's greatest mathematician. Okay? <laughs> oh, not that DC or Zack Snyder were intentionally saying fuck you to Christopher Nolan. However, could you think of a more direct opposite from the Nolan Thomas Wayne to the Snyder Thomas Wayne. I Nolan oh yeah. so Thomas Wayne so Thomas much is in Nolan's verse, Thomas Wayne is killed like it's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. It's okay. And Chill murders him almost like, well, now you annoyed me. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> in Snyder, it's like you better shoot him, because if not, this big physically imposing guy is he's gonna take huge you down. The, I mean, for Negan, he's lost a lot of weight. He, 
Yeah, he has no ass. Yeah, right? he's His super, are super like, yeah. thin now. So I guess that would kind of ruin if they you, wanted to do. You know, you need the Flash you need Boy. the Jeffrey Dean Morgan from The Losers. Uh huh. Which is before he lost all the weight, which was for this like obscure indie movie. Which it's I'm, in the helmet. No, no, The yeah. Losers is. Yeah. Uh, after The Losers. He oh, did the this, movie they lost. The yeah, weight he for, did this movie. Wa- lost a lot of weight for. Well, he's also become a vegan. Well, that's a fucking mistake. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay. Right, Apologies fired. to all the vegan no. listeners. Listen, they're oh, listen, oh they're on. They're you on go a, right ahead. They're uh, on. They're on a cabbage. Wait, high. wait, 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 wait. The following statement is not affiliated with Casey Ryan. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> have fun right. with this. Listen, those those vegans. They're they're barely conscious. They're in this. They're in this veggie coma. I'm not worried about them. Bring it, bring it, you, uh, you cabbage fuckers. They don't fuck cabbages. How do you yeah, think they not, get more of That's them? not how veganism uh, no, works. That not that's it? not how any of this works. That's not how any, I, oh, I made a horrible mistake. So I thought this movie started with the destruction of Metropolis, then did the flashback. But it makes more sense to go in this direction. So that's the next thing we have is, unless anyone has anything else about... I just... Uh, my only problem is that it, the, the death doesn't actually happen in an alleyway. It's right outside the theater. Like, you can see the theater behind him, like... Time out. It's supposed to be Crime Alley. I do like the idea that uh, at this point it's just how many different ways can we render the same death of Martha <laughs> Why did you say that name? Thomas Wayne. Right. But the idea that the gun is what pops the pearls rather than somebody grabbing them. It's just an inventive bit of choreography. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we did not. So we mentioned jo- Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which, by the way, I could spend 20 more minutes talking about how ready I am for Flashpoint to see... There's an animated bitter- movie. Nope, I want the live action. But there's action. an animated, um, and it's really good. Nope, I want the li- no, I want Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh, as Thomas true. Wayne. Colin, yeah. did you ever see the animated Flashpoint movie? Nope. Yeah, it's good. Okay, we might need is to do it, it as a Jeffrey Dean Morgan doing? Okay, he looks like uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I should know this name, but I don't. Lauren Conrad. Lauren Conrad from oh. Walking Dead. Again, they're very clearly bringing up Flashpoint because when Lauren Conrad smiles, it. It's got a Joker esque. Got a Richter esque. Yeah. yeah. Richter esque. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, in Flashpoint, Bruce is killed, Thomas becomes Batman, and Martha becomes the Joker. Right. And it's right. pretty awesome. But the beginning of this movie, I would watch the two of that. Like that, I'm, I would watch I'm that Flashpoint. That. Yeah. With what's his name? Uh, this Flash. Ezra yeah. Miller. Ezra yeah. Miller. Yeah, I'm good. All right. And it would have um, Gal Gadot, and it would have uh, Jason Momoa, too. They're I'm good main with, players in that story. I'm good with all of that. Let's, Let, can we have that, please? So what you're saying is we need to make this movie. We, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> we, can get, we can get $300 million, right? We can sk- sure. scratch it up, yeah. sure. Uh, so we're, now we're back to previously in Man of Steel, right. the destruction of Metropolis. Interestingly, and I've seen the video where they match up the shots from Man of Steel, mm-hmm. like the angle at which the building is destroyed by the heat vision. What building is that? Oh, Wayne Financial. Yeah, and I was about to say Wayne Corp, but that's not the wrong. That's the, Wayne Enterprises. That thing, yeah, that that one. My question. Yes. Did Jack not know to uh, evacuate the building until Bruce said something? Is Jack one of those executives that still has to go to the bathroom? Yeah, are you, Bruce is quite the micromanager. Are you Jesus. familiar with the Peter Principle? No. It's, it's, it's the concept that you rise to your level of incompetence, right? <laughs> so as a, as a leader, you keep getting promoted uh-huh. because you're successful until you are promoted to a role above your abilities. And then because you are above your abilities, you go no further from that. Mm-hmm. But you are never taken back down to where you're effective. So Do not speak ill of the dead. Listen, listen, that fucking guy, you are 100% right. <laughs> 
What the fuck? Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) And I remember when we watched in the theater, I'm like, so Bruce tells him, he's like, okay. And he says, Mr. Wayne wants everyone out of the building. I'm like, I don't give a shit what Mr. Wayne wants. There are aliens destroying 20 minutes ago. I'm on the ground. I'm like, I'm already there. I'm using a half day of PTO. (laughs) Yeah. So Bruce landing from the helicopter and then driving through Metropolis. Was an ad for Jeep. It was, (laughs) but a cool sequence and show don't tell. Mm-hmm. This tells us a lot about Bruce Wayne in this world. So when everyone else is fleeing, he's charging in. Yeah, 9-11 yeah. imagery aside, I really liked when he was running into... Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. They definitely, the 9-11 imagery was it, almost a doubling down on the 9-11 imagery from Man Steel. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So 15 years later, it still hits, it's, right? It, yeah. But, I, but how do I say this? I don't feel like... It doesn't cheapen the memories. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like, it evokes... Those feelings, I don't feel like it. It doesn't glorifies them or cheapens them. There are movies that do a much worse job of punching you in the face with 9/11 imagery. Sure, sure. This is something that we had seen before 9/11. This kind of imagery is just it is invoked because of 9/11. That's fair. Um, A bit of comedy right after that. The one guy as Bruce is walking through the rubble that looks at him and he's almost got the face of, holy shit, is that Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Later on, I want to talk about sound and music. The sound of music? Sound and music. Okay. But later on, is there, right now, is there a more wonderful and horrific sound? And I don't know that I remember this from Man of Steel. Maybe it was, I, I have a sound bar <laughs> hooked up now to our TV. Uh-huh. But when the world engine comes on, it is this almost like whiteless, overpowering white noise. In addition to everything you can hear, you uh-huh. feel it. Whatever they were doing with the sound design in this movie, but when that world engine comes on, you're like, oh, this is a different event. This is not a jet engine. This is something entirely different. Well, don't forget, this is the first movie that you and I saw in IMAX. Why did I think that was Man of Steel? That's was what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Oh. Man of Steel. So oh, we would have heard oh, sure. the world engine then. I, but for whatever reason, it struck me when I was watching this. I was like, oh yeah. my God. Like It's this wonderful, beautiful chorus of destruction. It's definitely jarring. I would say that. It definitely gives you a feeling of unease yeah, with it. it. Yeah. I, so if there's any audio geeks, how do they put that sound together? You know, it's not the Wilhelm scream, you know. Which is in this movie. <gasps> oh, Okay. <laughs> That's great. I can't wait to hear that. But like, how did they get that? Because it just seemed like there was so much sound in that space. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how they got that. If anyone is a sound engineer yeah, out there please, that listens, sure. please let us know. Would Ryan know? I could ask. I mean, I wonder, my one question about something like that is, is, is it created just getting live sound and then changing it, like recording a large machine? Like a do- is it Dolby it, or is it? Like digital, or is it, or is it just a digital, digitally created sound entirely? Uh, okay, it did, so like, is it Ben Hurt <laughs> or is it a computer that did it? Uh, yeah, great question. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, this I mean, is probably been through a create a computer, but whether it began there or began in the real world. Sure. Yeah. So this is probably a great point. I don't know that I'm going to link to it here, but I have been thinking about this with our podcast. We need to do a better job up front of telling people if you're listening to this now. Yes. Go to our website tsphc.com where we put up a companion post for every episode so for referencing things we saw things we heard things we referring to it's going to be there in that companion post so go out there now i've been talking about it at the end of the podcast which is probably a little bit too late so uh, head over there now we'll wait for you good we're all caught up okay okay uh so then we are somewhere in the Indian Ocean, 
Yeah, literally. Why does it say somewhere? Just Indian Ocean. Looks beautiful. And it's the other end of the world engine is in the sure, background. They were opposite ends of the world. Right? So I'll defer to Colin for this. Do you like that this is the way they create kryptonite that from the terraforming from Man of Steel? Uh, yeah, it's sort of fine. I mean, it, the other thing I don't like so much about it is um, you don't get that whole, you know, uh, the past, the home world causes pain, the weakness of, you know, but um, it can't just be a piece of, of Krypton and like, wait, why did that not kill everybody living there? You know, <laughs> right. Like, you know, cause in Donner it's, 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 and in a lot of other versions, it's like the, the forces that blow the planet up or what are creating kryptonite, the heat and the change, you know? Right. And the radiation from the red sun. Yeah. And I, I think it's really funny because during the man of steel, like at some point Zack Snyder came out and said, there is no kryptonite in my Superman <laughs> universe. And then he's just like, well, just kidding. So that's a ridiculous well, you statement. You can't do Batman versus Superman without it, basically. Right, because well, Superman's just going to beat the shit out of Batman. If you don't do... So, so I, the only way you can do... Well, I guess I take that back. So if you have a Superman without kryptonite, your options are other Kryptonians or right. magic. You and, know, so you, Zatanna versus Superman. Ooh. Sure, sure. But can you do... You can do one of those, and is <laughs> arguably can you do one movie of that. Right. So we see kryptonite. This is not like a mineral that was part of the planet Krypton right. that was shattered here. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly something that happened. From, so we, from we the previous movie, yeah. From the previous movie, so we have it. And then we are into... Nairobi, which I don't think is a... Nairobi I'm familiar with. I'm not sure about Nairobi. No, it's, it's, a, it's a fake... Uh... Probably for place. political reasons, to not name sure. a specific place that's housing a terrorist. Sokovia. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that we get Jimmy Olsen. We, we Something do. that's not in boy, the theatrical. Oh but it's not in the theatrical. So He's wait, just he a reporter. They never say his right. name. Oh, that's the piece they... And they Zack Snyder came out afterwards and said, no, that was supposed to be Jimmy Olsen. Oh, and it was also supposed to be Jesse Eisenberg. And I went, why the fuck didn't that happen? That would have been... Well, but I like this Luthor. But okay. All right, I, like, so, I like him yeah, as Luthor, yes. All right. um, so yeah. it's a classic, you know, third world country. So Lois Lane, again, cementing her reporter credentials. Kind of a dick to Jimmy. So uh, how'd you land it? This is like pioneer stuff. Amajog's never given an interview. You know what Huron always says? We're on assignment together. Not a goddamn thing. I like Huron. She's been there, done that. Yeah. I totally get that. Uh, so. Right. Like, yeah, no, I didn't, that didn't bother me. The way they did portray her as a journalist is pretty spot on and, and well characterized. Right, even the guy that she goes to visit, he says... They did not tell me the interview was with the lady. She said... I'm not a lady, I'm a journalist. So she's kind of dressing down Jimmy for his lack of experience. Clearly the implication, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take the pictures, Take the I don't pictures, want to hear don't talk, yeah. Yeah. I bet you that's kind of playing on the fact that like Jimmy Olsen is supposed to be Superman's best friend, therefore very close friends with Lois. And in this universe, like I don't care who you are. Just take the yeah. goddamn picture. Yeah, so, so what sad. do you guys make of Jimmy Olsen and his ultimate fate here? So a question we can raise is... Is the CIA operative actually named Jimmy Olsen, or is, is this like a, uh, there is a photographer named Jimmy Olsen, I'm going to pretend to be him? Or is this CIA operative James Olsen? Uh, so, not Jimmy Olsen, right, because you don't want to Google him and come back with the result. Um, they say later on they used Lois's credentials, mm -hmm. like to her bona fides, uh, yeah. to make the, the connection. I just think saying, hey, let's put in Jimmy Olsen. Hey, let's shoot him in the face is well, good God, man. But this is left over, and it should have been taken out, I think. This is left over from when Jesse Eisenberg was going to play it. If you saw Jesse Eisenberg as Jimmy Olsen, you'd be like, oh, 
he's going to be like in the movie the whole way. Oh my god, they just shot him in the face. It would have been yeah, more I, of a shock. Yeah, but in I don't know that I need a movie about Batman fighting Superman to be a movie that has a oh my god, he just got shot in the face shock. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just well, it, that's fair. You know what I mean? It's just there's stakes and then there's posturing level of look what I can get away with. Almost like shock theater, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and like look what I can put in this. I, I you know we're gonna come back to this, but just like it wouldn't be. <laughs> Will we? Huh. It wouldn't really. There needs to be some like these can't just be for forty year olds, right? You know, to be able to take a sixteen year old to this. Yeah, that's true. Jimmy and Lois going to see a warlord. They get into a vehicle. They're hooded, taken to this general's present. Right, mm-hmm. Lois is after the story. She is unflinching in her pursuit of this. He is surrounded by, you know, his black soldiers, mm-hmm. and there is, you know, notice noticeably some white soldiers who clear who seem to be mercenaries. Right, that's the right. So he has his loyal troops, and then there are these other white troops. Yeah, it was nice to see the guy from the strike team from uh, Captain America Winter Soldier made it out of those defense alive and became a mercenary. First of all, fuck him. But second of all, Wait. yes. Now, is he, he's playing Anatoly Kinezza, right? Yes, he is. He is KG Beast. What? Yes, Anatoly. Uh, yeah, that's KG Beast. Yes, it is. So I, the actor's name is Callan Mulvey. Uh-huh. He's a that guy, but he's a that bad guy actor because yeah. that's yeah, all always. he ever plays. And in the comics, KG Beast had a very terrible demise where Batman pretty much locked him in the sewers and was just like, yeah, he'll starve to death at some what? point. D- d- <laughs> now, is he, a, is he a Superman or is he a Batman? Batman villain. Okay, so not no superpowers. Nope. He's incredibly skilled. He's he's like the Russian dead shot, I guess is the easiest way. Okay. Or Deathstroke, a Russian a Rus- a Soviet era sponsored Deathstroke. Yeah, that's, okay. that's better, yeah. Okay, but no superpowers, nope, incredibly none. skilled. So I, I, I'm gonna refer to him throughout the rest of the movie as the Russian, because I don't think we ever hear his name. Yeah. They say, you do they say Anatoly Knezev. Yeah. Which is how they never say KG Beast. But the idea is Knezev, and I went, oh. oh is that when he gets his phone mm-hmm. or when he traces the pla- passport or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. The rest of the time, he's referred to as the, the Russian. Russian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You find out that all the white mercenaries are there to double cross, or the African ones. They shoot them, and this is where you could definitely tell we're in an R movie because suddenly there are CGI blood squibs. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Oh. that. Which is not up. There's a couple more times where it's very clear they added blood to because they're like eh, fuck it it's our now we can put whatever we want including a fuck <laughs> yes when does an f-bomb get dropped scoot mcnary says it later oh it just blew by it does it happens real quick but this is like my third or fourth watching of it and i was like oh right there's a fuck in this for no reason other than it's ours so we can do that it, yeah. just like the titans Fuck Taylor. Batman. <laughs> that's right. God, that that's getting trashed. <laughs> I think the one thing that I saw that someone said that it is uh bad acting with even worse cosplay costumes. Oh, I, I was like, oh I thought oh, I saw good shit. stuff. Did I clearly not? Oh, I've I only seen did not. bad stuff okay. about right. Titans. Oh no, that's unfortunate. Fine. Yeah, whatever. So Jimmy Olsen, not Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> is executed. So he is a CIA plant. Mm-hmm. He has a tracking device in the role of film. I don't know, but you just exposed. The Russian figures it out. Deep in the roll of film. Okay, that's my film. Yeah, he's got to crush it to get it. Olsen is executed. Before he's killed, he says to the general, 
it wasn't her, meaning mm-hmm. Lois. It was us. We just used her cover to get close. General executes Jimmy. We go inside the building, and now it's even worse for Lois. She is in mortal peril. And they're going to send in a drone strike, which is not in the theatrical. Right. So command and control in the States is, wants to send the drone strike. There is a American Special Forces troops who are ready to go in on horseback. Full extractor. Negative. RPA to engage. Stand down and get black. Great, like, contrast between, you know, the good old bloody infantry and modern warfare. Mm-hmm. So as these Special Forces troops are going in literally on horseback. There'll be friendlies in the blast zone, so fall off the goddamn drone. Stand down as an order. Python, let's move. The drone streaks overhead and the leader flips them the bird. <laughs> He's like, fuck you guys, right? And right before it gets to the compound... The streak comes out of the sky and explodes. Right, so it. the drone, right, the drone fires a missile. Oh, and he and he gets right. the missile first. So that right, so the missile's launching in towards the compound, and then the streak from the sky. Da da! It's Superman, and he is pissed. He does the superhero landing. Yeah, that's really hard on your knees. How can you tell he's pissed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. He Henry. makes that face the entire movie. He does. He's very uh, dour in this he's one. He's somber <laughs> in this one. He's he's much happier. Well, to be fair, Man of Steel's a better movie for him. In terms no, of like him as no, a No, Justice a League is the best one because we see true That's Superman. The best one. But I mean, like, this is a tough movie for Superman. He's wrestling through this whole movie with where does he fit into the world? Well, it also helps that he only has forty two lines of dialogue in the movie. That doesn't help him get his point Wait, across. Are you kidding? Forty-two lines. I'll tell you how many Casey gal just gets. Looked at. Okay. I'll tell you how many gal gets when we get to her. But okay. it's even um, worse. This is very clearly Batman. Oh, by the way, he's going to fight Superman. Oh, hey, and there's Wonder Woman. I did like the. You know, I mean, you you know it's coming if you've ever read a Superman comic book. But you know, <laughs> when he lands and how he's going to get out. Yeah. You know. Now, so okay, so. The mercenaries who, I mean, we're, we're just hopping all over. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. in the same we're, scene, so yeah, that's we're, fine. Wherever you want. They're Lex's mercenaries. This is all part of Lex's yeah, very so complicated plan. There's Super, a weird, yeah. the, right, the flamethrower. Why? Because it makes it look like he... I know, right. Yeah. Except they're not going to check and go... I mean, you can tell whether somebody died of heat vision, flamethrower, or, you know, a bunch of bullets. Yeah, like if there's a the crack skull, it's oh, apparently so, Superman can shoot bullets now. And came and shot people, and then he visioned them. It's just like well, like you know, I think it's you only got to go down one layer of well, it's could it potentially be Superman? Yeah, oh fuck it, it was well Superman the flamethrower thing is not in the theatrical. Oh it no, is, it's so, so the so entire movie. Is, I'm sitting there going, why do they think Superman th- did this? This is so boy, I, and I was torn as I was thinking about this. In this movie, the mm-hmm. theatrical release hints at all of this stuff. The Ultimate Edition tells, I'm sorry, shows us all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the Ultimate Edition, I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. I like that. And then I was like, well, am I dumb because I didn't get what they were alluding to? <laughs> but I was like, yeah. well, fuck it. Like, how hard do I have to work in a movie? I like the Ultimate Edition. I think ultimately throughout the whole thing, I felt like, the running plot of like people feeling oh Superman dangerous a bad guy was kind of flimsily constructed like they just were like okay this is something somebody could look at but basically we need it here for plot reasons 
Well, if you, right. if you thought that with the ultimate, don't watch the theatrical. Yeah, everything that gives them more fuel to say these things is not in the theatrical. Yeah, I, they cut too deep. In my opinion, they cut too deep <laughs> in the theatrical. And it's so crazy that it's only a half an hour. And it feels like almost like Warner Brothers went, this is a really important half an hour of the film. Let's just get like we could have cut the bathroom. Uh, Lois is in the tub, naked but not. That could have been cut down a little more. There are a couple scenes that we could have trimmed some of the I, fat off of. I would have liked more of that scene or less of that scene. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Okay. The problem ultimately isn't amount; it's the nature of the screenwriting, and it's yeah. simple fixes like, "Hey, you know what? Lex Luthor is an evil genius, and you want to establish that that these mercenaries were had a bigger, higher agenda." So why don't they bring out their laser rifles and laser people to death? And then it looks like heat vision. So we, you know, we see that in like three steps removed with the exotic ammunition, which Lois traces later. You mean the bullets from Wanted? Yeah, the bullets from Wanted. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, to your point, so when we saw Kryptonite in the Indian Ocean, there was a white guy who seemed to be buying stuff who is Mm -hmm. amazed by the amount of material that these kids pull up with the kryptonite he's later revealed to be a lex luthor guy the mercenaries we find out later lex luthor guys so the ultimate shows a lot more i mean again the theatrical hints at it and i would suggest does not hint well yeah you know does it go back to gotham next no it's dc and we and all i wrote was because this is all i want to talk about in the scene is holly hunter God damn it, she's amazing. Senator Finch. So the goon immediately was like, so the goon watched the first hour. He's like, (laughs) that's Mrs. Incredible. I was like, you are 100 fucking percent correct. God damn right it is. That's right you are. Uh, Yeah, so we see this this woman who is presented as this African woman, a survivor of the village Mm -hmm. that Superman destroyed in his rage Mm -hmm. because of the attack on his love. A real-life senator sitting next to Holly Hunter. Oh, Senator Senator Leahy. So he he crosses, because he's in The Dark Knight. He's in in every Batman movie. He is a huge Batman fan. So I knew he was in the Nolan verse. He's in Batman forever. Yep. And he's in The Batman. He has been in every single... Iteration with a new actor of Batman. He has I, been in it. I know he is in the Dark Knight, the the Heath Ledger when the Joker like terrorizes the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. I know he's in that scene. I did not realize he was oh, in yeah, other. He's in all of them. Fucking yeah, Senator Leahy. Thank you. That's awesome. Also, for what you did last week, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope it works. Okay, uh, it's not going to. Yeah, all right. Sorry, I had to get down for a second. Okay, uh, this this actually goes along perfectly with what happened last week. There's an investigation. There's a Senate Judiciary oh, oh. investigation. Oh, now I now I feel worse than yeah, I yeah. Now it and this African woman, I don't remember what her name was. She gives this account of. I don't know that we hear her name. The women in the village had a noise. Like the the sky cracked open. He came down. Then came fire. Even worse came after. The government attacked. No mercy in the villages. My parents tried to run. And that's Um, pretty much all that's important in that scene. And then we cut to... To Gotham City Police. Now, I'll say this. One of the things I dislike the most about this movie mm-hmm. is I feel like it fucks with geography in a way that I don't like. 
No, not them, being, wait, them wait. being harbor cities, I'm, wait, I'm not on board. For I it. already know. I already know that Gotham City is not New York City, and I know that Metropolis is not Chicago. No matter how much they may look like that, <laughs> I know that they are different cities. But in this fucking movie, I'm like, wait. So I had to stop and keep pausing. And go, wait. Are they in Gotham City or Metropolis? Fuck. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? It's bullshit. Well, They're not across they also, the harbor. Fuck that. Sorry. Please. Also, Go also because Zack Snyder lowlights everything. Yeah, it makes it tough. You can't, they, they seem like the same fucking city. Gotham does not seem any grittier, dirtier, more dangerous That's fair. than Metropolis. Yeah, and I um, wish there had been more of a distinction. Or um, then yeah, not be official. Official geography for years was Gotham was basically where Newark is, right? And Metropolis was in Delaware. De- which, so okay, oh. so I'm okay with Newark, right? Like it's a you know it's a it's a stone's throw from New York. How do you get? How is Metropolis not Chicago, or at least in Illinois, or, like, right? Or Central America, right? The Central United States. It was so that it could be on the coast because oh. you want to be able. Of attack from the sea storylines. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because put them closer to each other, uh, but not I'll allow it. <laughs> Fucking DC. Um, Whoa. I don't know why they made them across the harbor when one guy can fly super fast and the other yes. one has a bat jam. Yeah. If they were that close, they would have encountered each other long ago. He would have shown up during the. He would have. He wouldn't have shown up as Bruce Wayne. He would have shown up as fucking Batman for the attack on Metropolis. Well. Well, that, he, that's what yeah. Batman three. It's so unclear. Was he retired at that point, and he's now back as Batman? Well, was, so let's hold on. Let's not. let's hold that till we get to the Batcave because there's a whole bunch to unpack there. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that Batcave, we're yeah. gonna spend some time. Okay, on. we'll then spend some time there. So, did you catch the Easter egg with the cops? No, they no. Go to nineteen thirty nine Harbor Way, and their call sign is Delta Charlie twenty seven. DC Detective Comics oh. number twenty seven. Oh, nice. Nice. There's another one. There, so maybe it's we should just say now. Anytime there's like a code that's linked to a character in this film, it's, gotta it's their something. origin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cyborgs is there. It's all just like, hey, this is when they appeared. I'm like, we we get it. We guys. get it. Calm yeah, down. Right, right. Slow your fucking roll. Right. <laughs> um, these police officers are investigating a disturbance. They. It's an active call, right? They they go in with with weapons drawn. They recover. They find some women. Some who are clearly like victims of human trafficking <sighs> in a cage in a basement, and as they try, a wonderful like wonderful humor. Like Snyder mm-hmm. does a great job of of putting in light elements we needed, which is again why please come to the MCU. <laughs> um, but he, so as the cops try and get the women out of the cage to get them out of there, they're like, "No, a demon killed the bad man. No, we're fine." And they pull the cage back shut. They're like, "He's still up there," and <laughs> right. they hear they hear somebody screaming. The cops go upstairs. And great introduction to Batman. It's almost uh, vampiric in the way he's hanging in the corner. Holy fucking shit. It's so cool. So the rookie has the shotgun, right? (laughs) And he comes in, and he's like, it's like this kind of point of view, and it's great. And then all of a sudden, he turns, and we switch to a shot where you see his his face. Mm -hmm. And behind him... How is he in the corner? I don't know. I don't fucking care. But like awesome. clinging in the upper corner behind him is the motherfucking Batman. Mm-hmm. And as he turns, he's like, holy shit. And he fires a shotgun. Of course, he misses. Batman fucking rabbits out through the ceiling. Sure does. Oh, it's And he almost awesome. hits his partner. And his partner's, Jesus, and, you almost hit me in the face. And I will say, I like that. I like exactly what you were saying, Todd. Like, they don't 
tell you how he hangs there in the corner, or which is what Nolan would have done. Right, and, but right. We did that. We did three <laughs> movies of that. Right, right. Now we don't need to ground it in every little gadget. It's like he does it because he's fucking Batman. So we, he's so a we, billionaire. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. We said this a little bit before we got on on Mike this evening. This is a different Batman. This is a comic book Batman. This is Frank Miller's yeah. Batman. This is not the Nolan, no. which is which I would suggest is not a superhero because we'll no, see I agree it. With we'll you. see it when when and I think the the pivotal shot that cements this is not. The right. This is not a man. Is when Batman throw he he has the line that's shot into the crate when he's he breaks in to save Martha. Why did you say that name? And he he in with one hand, kind of whips it over his shoulder and throws this massive crate. Right. This is a superhuman comic book. Here. Yeah. And and you know it doesn't matter how he hangs in the ceiling. That's what superheroes do. And that's what Batman does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again. As in our room movie, they computer generated more blood on Caesar. So we meet this sex trafficker, mm. a human trafficker, and he has been branded with the bat symbol. That's I'm, that's some fucking dark shit right there. Oh yeah, it is. You know, it's an interesting storytelling choice. On the one hand, they subject us to the origin story in a very compressed form, <laughs> but they retell that. What they what we miss is there is a there is a gap between you know bat the genesis of batman mm-hmm. and where he is today so the batman that we commonly think of would not literally brand his his foes yeah so now again we're going to get a hint of that in the bat cave but mm-hmm. uh, arguably the snyder bat- batman that that's interesting i would as a marvel guy i would love to see what's in there Let's yeah. unpack that. Yeah, definitely. Because it's interesting. I, I like yeah, this they, Batman. I think Ben Affleck might be the best cinematic Batman we've gotten, even in the darkness that he's gotten this. Because it is a Batman who is, as we'll find out when we're in the Batcave, who has lost a Robin, who has sure. gone through some shit. So he's an older, more grizzled Batman, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they could do a better job of, of telling us, like, has he, was he gone? Is this how much of a step up is this? You know, and he and he also, I mean, he is obviously like he takes a lot of life in this. He kills a lot of people. He sure does. <laughs> he sure does. And, uh, and, he, and like, yeah. is that new? Does that? If you were telling a story where like he's off the deep end because of this, because of the PTSD after the Metropolis battle, and now he's branding people and killing people, and then you have a change at the end, that would be one thing. But I, I feel like it's just not all very clear well, how different well, it the, is now. The change you're looking for, to be fair, you will get, but you won't get it in this movie. You get it a little bit. You get, and some of the change in Justice League, I'm not a fan of. Oh, see, I like the change in Justice League. Mm. Okay. You didn't like when they put Ace the Bat Hound in? I fucking want Ace the Bat Hound in the movie. I would love Ace the Bat Hound. First of all, who the fuck is Ace the Bat Hound? Well, it's very simple. Uh, He's a hound who wears a bat cowl. <laughs> Who is named Ace? I, I don't think we need to spend any more time on it. And in Batman Beyond, the TV series, he had another. He had a Great Dane. Got it. That was named Ace. Okay. It's just the Bat Dog All named right. Ace. Uh, listen, th- <laughs> there's a story. I want that story because it's interesting. 
Maybe we'll get it I, in this uh, this that Reeve one. Yeah. So you know, I think we see it. I, I do think it's telling that when we first see Bruce Wayne, he is Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Mm-hmm. My opinion is that suggests that he has set aside the Batman yeah. costume, right? He he's not at least to your point. In, in the destruction of Metropolis. I do not think he is Batman. But no, he's not. After Batman. that moment, well, he starts yeah, training. No, no, no. But, but but at that point, not only is he not Batman, I get the sense his reaction was not "I must respond as Batman." Mm-hmm. His reaction is "I'm Bruce Wayne." Right. So I feel like that makes I'm even more interested in why the gap, why no longer right. Him. There's an interregnum there where yes. he's. All, he's Retired, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, Marvel Studios will let you. All right, Mr. that's Snyder. enough. That's enough. <laughs> okay, all right. Stop it. Okay, uh, so, but no, but there's something really interesting happening there. We don't see it. I love that he only hints at it. Mm-hmm. It makes I'm fine me want more, that. which is the way to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, Lois is in the dirtiest <laughs> bath water of all time. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. That water's filthy. Let's drain it out. Yeah. And, we'll, and then we'll refill it with nice, clear. There's nothing really to say about the scene, except I really enjoyed the dr- the thing about loss. They held hearings about what happened. They're saying that. I don't care. I don't care what they're saying. The woman I love could have been blown up or shot. Think of what could have happened. Well, think about what did happen. I didn't kill those men, if that's what they think, if that's what they're saying. What I'm saying, I want to understand what happened. I'm saying thank you for saving my life. I'm saying there's a cost. I just don't know if it's possible. Don't know if what's possible. For you to love me and be you. It's Lois kind of giving what Superman has to do later in this film. What a difference we have with this Clark and mm-hmm. this Superman from Man of Steel. And I almost feel I almost feel bad for him because it's clear. So it looks like we have an old grizzled Batman, which again we're gonna whether we talk about it now or later, it summons up Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Absolutely right. Um, but we, you never get that sense with Superman that he has that he is jaded or cynical or battle hardened in Man of Steel. In Man of Steel or in this, I mean, he, a little bit he, in this. Well, I mean, you, you get the sense that he is he's not resolved to it. It's mm-hmm. still a conflict for him. Yeah. The what I love the most about that scene is, it's the stupid flowers in the gr- in the be- in the in the grocery sack, right? Like, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So, Colin, I don't know. What do you as your favorite I, well, character? I, as somebody who who kind of fell in love with Superman comics in the um, early mid '90s, when it when the status quo was Lois Clark committed relationship, she knows the secret. I love that scene for that. I mean, because that's like. I, I, they make a good couple that way, you know, yeah. and it's 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 fun to see them. You know, I I like them now married. You know, I, when they tried to undo the marriage, I was like, nope, nope, it works, it's <laughs> fine. Not everybody needs a dating life in addition to a superhero life, right? Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I thought that seems good. I think he's a I think he's a perfectly fine sort of, uh, you know, he does he's not putting on a big um nerd thing. He's just literally mild mannered and but still a whip smart reporter type well okay. is it is it but, he, here's my problem we know how fucking charming henry cavill can be watch any interview with the man the charm oozes off this dude i don't understand why you would take someone as charming as henry cavill and be like let's 
tone that down. And like even the, his first line, like, oh, I was going to bring you, I was going to make you dinner, could have had so much more innocence to it than, mm. oh, See, you're I, already home. No. I, make, I, just think, I just think that because he's so interested in gloomy, conflicted God man and not in uh, Superman. I, you yeah. know, I, he's, he's just a, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what can make the character interesting or how you can make it or or giving yourself somewhere to go before he starts feeling conflicted. Like there needs to be something that makes him go, oh, is this the right thing? As opposed to that being his default state, especially when I know where Zach is going with is this the right thing is the events of Man of Steel. But like that's his first time as Superman. If we had had a Man of Steel movie and then the events of the actual Man of Steel movie had happened, and then there was this. So movie, this is eighteen months feel... after Man of Steel, right? right which we established with the, the destruction. Uh-huh. You know, which by the way, they rebuilt Metropolis super quick. Well, you know, you can make <laughs> shit happen. Listen, uh, I, I maybe I'm, this is going to be provocative. So we, the three of us, have previously discussed for us, I think, what is the for in our formative years, mm-hmm. the definitive <laughs> Christopher Reeve Superman. Right? Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is a phenomenal movie, right? We're, we're all great. Sure. But I, l- let me ask uh, a question. Oh, no. The relationship between Clark and Lois, is it better than in this scene? Like, No, is, this is that you, you see that they generally this, care for each other and, you know, I mean, sexy we, bath I, time. We love Margot Kidder. We dedicated that episode to her. We sure did. But I got to be honest with you, this scene... Like it, it strips away. He's not a god. He's a man who loves this woman. So I think you, you also get some of that in, in Superman in Superman Two: The Dark. You, you sure do. Some, yeah, sure. Some of it. I think mm. w- in in the case of Lois Lane in 1978, they had to make her a little more. I'm the toughest nails reporter because of where we were as a society. society. Okay, that's feminism. fair. Oh, that's fair. That's now fair. she can just be, and we <coughs> accept it more. As he, She doesn't have to be as Th- brash. That's totally fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Why does he constantly call Lois low? Oh, yeah, that's weird. I was like, this I... is weird. Stop calling him Did low. Did notice that? Wait, wait, I think I know why. Is it for the, the joke that, uh, the Lolita joke later? When? Yes, it's because of the freaking weird out of nowhere Lolita reference that Lex does. God damn it. I totally yeah. get to it. Calm okay, down. Wait to it. Okay. Todd's right. so confused right yeah. now. Yeah, all right. It's a Ryan Brothers thing. We we were right in the same wavelength. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh the relationship aside, what's interesting to note in this scene is that we're seeing this pe- the the beginning of the crumbling of Superman's identity. Mm-hmm. From a practical perspective, he doesn't care. So how other people are perceiving him, these Senate hearings about his destruction. He of only village, cares about Lois. He doesn't care. Yeah, absolutely. One so might we'll, even say Lois is the key. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's going to be. Someone's going to say right. that in a little bit. So let's go to the other marquee name in the title here. We're Batman. Meanwhile, Bruce, in the Bruce Bat comes Cave. Home. So Alfred is checking the microphone, which explains the Bat voice in like five seconds. That's mm-hmm. all I need. Final Terry Butterbath. Final Terry Butterbath. Final Terry Butterbath. There's nothing wrong with a microphone. He can sound ridiculous for the rest of the movie. I'm like, oh, it's a it's a microphone with an amplification system. I'm good. Yep. I'm good. Well, I'm good. Case they they kind of stole that from the Berlanti verse, didn't sure they? Sure did. Well, it was suggested by uh, I'm. Su- what is that? Uh, the Arrowverse. Arrow. Oh, okay. Arrow does oh. the same thing. Oh. He has a voice modulator. Well, too. that's a brilliant fucking idea because it's so much better than Nolan. Though, Colin, have Where you know the other drugs going? <laughs> Where were the other drugs going? <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Have you noticed that they've kind of backed off of that on Arrow? 
It seems well, like it's more yeah, Amel doing the voice. Because they would use it whenever he would have conversations with people who knew him in, as as Oliver, and now he barely has any secret. He actually has no secret identity, basically, anymore. Well, yeah, at the end of last season, <laughs> he admitted he is the Green Arrow and went to jail. So it, he And that, did holy an, shit, did you see that jail fight? For the, the prison? No, I haven't seen anything. From the so he did an Iron Man and then a Punisher? Yes, and okay. they showed... Uh, prison bath uh shower fight that's what Stephen Amell released and I was like oh fuck yes I am on board for this fight we see Batman the world's greatest detective throughout this movie mm-hmm. right so yeah he, there's more detective stuff than usual yeah in so movies he's following the Russian merc so we're, the Russian KGB right? he's trying to figure out who Alva Varton is he's uh oh wait uh, no he's trying to figure out what the white Portuguese is now he's ref- right he's referencing a, a concern about a dirty bomb coming into Gotham mm-hmm. the the uh, I don't think the war- white Portuguese shows up yet it's gonna who- I think he mentions it okay um now Bruce is unconcerned about the news stories portraying him as this like kind of psycho vigilante, mm-hmm. right? So again, pointing us back to whatever happened between you know what we think of as the Batman and here, I'm interested in that. Well, they we they hint at one of the major things that turned Batman kind of dark for a little while in actual canon comics, not in the Dark Knight. Sure, is the death of Jason Todd. So Jeremy Irons as Alfred has a little short monologue. We're criminals, Alfred. We've always been criminals. Nothing's changed. Oh. Yes, it has, sir. Everything's changed. Men fall from the sky. The gods hurl thunderbolts. Innocents die. That's how it starts, sir. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. That's a. That's not unintentional that that monologue shows up. Sure. Is this a scene where he says something about somebody being like a phantasm? And I was like, oh, don't remind us of better Batman movies. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, this, no. may, uh, so, this may be. So at this point, we cut to Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor Jr. My father named the company after himself. He was the Lex in front of the corp. He's meeting Senator Finch. The amazing Holly Hunter. Who is on to his bullshit right from the start. Right from the start. But now... The other senator, on the other hand, uh, who I'm going to call pseudo Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Oh, ouch. That would hurt if it it wasn't so true. (laughs) Now, Lex has a piece of kryptonite. His scientists have tested this mineral against Zod's body. He's he's figured out that this is the weapon that uncovered the Achilles heel of the Kryptonians. Uh, Question. Yes. Is that... Actually, Michael Shannon. Uh, I no. thought you said no that he did. They did Was like because it, it looks really good there. It looks like it's actually him. But later, it knowing it the now, one in the in the in Genesis the, chamber, you think it's, it's not very him? clear. Is not him. Like I'm so like, oh, that is a dummy. He, I, he said he did like a day on it. Yeah, that, it was just that day of day. him laying there and yeah. doing that. It, it looks good, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, it may look good because it's actually him. So it's a, it's a rather subtle plot point. So the whole idea is that this mineral is radioactive. In order to import it, he needs an import license from the government because it's a national security issue. Right. I mean, this is the point. I mean, I don't know how do we want to go to this level. It's subtle, but in the Ultimate Edition... It all makes sense. Sure. Everything connects. It's, yeah. it's a subtle point, but um, Lex has got to get the government to agree that they need him to protect them, to protect us 
from the metahumans. And what better way to get a senator on board than to shove a Jolly Rancher in his mouth? It's cherry. He's unsettling in a way he has not been in other movies, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> With the import license, she eventually denies it, and then he just has no trouble getting the kryptonite in anyway. Well, right? that's where the white he goes through, Yeah, he goes through back channels. Up. Right, oh, right. So okay. that's when he smuggles it in. But in addition to the import license, he also wants possession of Zod's body. And all the kryptonite. Right, 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 right. right. Or so, no. Oh, no, access to the ship. Access to the ship. Because there was something the senator balked at. I don't know if it was Zod's body or access to the ship. One of the two, he was like... In in any event, he's not not frustrated in this montage because we see this with him ending. So he has this method of like energizing the kryptonite to create this green laser out of the mineral. Well, it's a piece of it. And it seems like in this world, Mm -hmm. it needs to be near a Kryptonian to... I viewed that as a power source. Like, it needs a power source. But the sphere doesn't glow as heavy as it does jumping to the middle end of the movie Uh until it is around Superman. When he's carrying it initially, it's just lightly glowing. When it's near Superman, it is full-on like what we think of kryptonite. But So you're talking about the spearhead, right? That that, uh, Batman makes, yeah. So... There's a whole scene though where he's making that, and he's seen, it's not just like he's attaching it to a to a shaft. There seems to be, <laughs> he, yeah, go with that as you will. Uh, there seems to be like he's assembling machinery. So again, I, I'm thinking like it needs energy. Okay. But in any event, in any event, what however he does it, the kryptonite allows him we see him with zod's body and he's slicing off this wafer thin piece of zod's uh fingertip Mm -hmm. which will come in important later yeah sure will now we cut to a live kryptonian making fried eggs the fakest looking fried eggs i was like oh my god those eggs are so beautiful i could never make eggs that good looking because they're not real (laughs) well that could explain it now, the TV shows, again, this woman from the village blaming Superman for the mm-hmm. deaths of her villagers, yada, yada, yada. Again, advancing this plot point, Superman is our enemy. We can't trust him. Now we go to the guy that we saw Bruce help way back in the destruction of the Bruce yeah, Finance. Yeah, Scoot McNary, right? yeah. Uh, Wally. I thought it was Wally. The actor's name is Scoot oh, McNary. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> is, I'm like, is the character I, named Wally? The, the character's name, Wally with the wheelchair. Because... Yeah. Footage of Scoot McNary came out wearing the green socks to cut off his legs, and it had come out that he was named Wally. And the stupid internet was like, "Oh my god, it's Wally West, and he's in a wheelchair." I'm like, "That's not that's not, that's not what they're gonna do at all." Oh, that's they're not fucking gonna, dumb. No, all right, so we see Wally's in the wheelchair. He's at the memorial. Is that um, is that the hero memorial? Heroes memorial? It's it's Heroes <laughs> Park again. Going with. Um, 9-11, it's ground zero. It's clearly ground zero, but mm-hmm. yeah, and I feel like they reference it on the news. I feel like, it, is it Heroes Park or Heroes Memorial? The Heroes Memorial, because at the end, if you're looking for memorial, got it, got it. look to the skies. Yeah. So he brings himself over to the edge of the... Now, it's clearly a Superman statue. Mm-hmm. He brings himself over to it, he pulls himself up, and he spray, spray paints red paint across the chest. As he's arrested, we later see a news shot showing him and uh we see what he has spray painted across the statue of superman's chest false god and that cop sir get down sir i said get down now you could do your job and like 
go up there and detain that gentleman on overtime. Like he's, <laughs> he's not doing that in forty hours. What, was so he? That, was it third watch? Was yeah. he like? Uh, I'm off in five. I'm off in five. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Now I, I liked what Scoot was yelling when they were putting him in the uh, back of the car. I work for Miss White. I work for Miss White. You just he did. get a check from Wayne. Well, he worked. For Bruce Wayne. That worked. Oh. But he says I work. Okay, fair enough. Close captioning to the rescue. Now we see the wonderful Lawrence Fishburne. <coughs> as Good old Perry Larry. White, right? I like this Perry White. I like him. He's assigning Clark a football story. You know, Gotham City is playing Metropolis, right? They show Wally being arrested. We see the false god. Now Perry proposes a headline as he sees this. End of love affair with man in the sky. Question mark. A lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. Now, later on, Bruce, you know, Batman as Bruce will criticize the Daily Planet for basically sucking Superman's cock every time he shows up. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a an unexpected turn. Is the Daily Planet taking this J. Jonah Jameson anti Spider Man vibe with the Man of Steel? I mean, Colin, I'm curious. How do you feel about that? In just in general, this movie like. It does a lot of telling us how people feel about Superman and not a lot of showing us how and why, you know? That exact line that Bruce has is like, uh, every time he gets, every time you rescue a uh, kitten from a tree, and we never, I mean, look, I don't know that you need to go like Donner and literally show him rescuing a kitten from a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. But we don't see him helping a lot of people. There's one montage. Even in that montage, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, or like the the statue that gets defaced is like him reaching down to help. A a gesture and a action that never happened in the end of Man of Steel. Right. So the only. So to your point, the only time we see him. I'm, so I'm trying to think. You're referring to the fire in Mexico, right? That's when we see him help. And then the people yeah. up on top of the house. Uh, that's in that's in Mexico. That's all Mexico, right? Yeah. Was it, it was an apartment no. building. You see a dragging a, a, a ship for some reason. Oh, the, oh, that montage. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That and is I feel the, like know, Superman always, helping always, montage. And, and always with the always with this sense of like grim, po faced determination. Never yeah. with a sense of like, boy, I'm glad I saved those <sighs> people. And I feel like this is the beginning of retconning what they did in Man of Steel. They're a little heavier on it in. Justice League. When sure. we when we get to that movie, Colin, there are so many times where Batman calls Superman a beacon of hope, and I'm like, when the fuck was he a beacon of hope in, in Man of in, Steel? In, well, in his own movie. Yeah. By comparison, it all, happens, it all kind of happens off stage when we hear right, about that's it. That's right. Right. Well, he was much lighter before he hooked up with Batman in mm. Dawn of Justice. Like right. Man of Steel, he's a fucking goddamn comedian compared to, compared to what he is. In the, and I don't mean the Watchmen comedian. I mean an actual Jeffrey comedian. Dean Morgan. Oh, right. oh, hey, all right. I feel so, like sometimes it's like it's like Snyder knows he has to tell the story about Superman being a beacon of hope, but what he really wants to do is have a dream sequence so he can show Superman cut people in half with heat vision. Like, there's a, there's a push-pull. <laughs> but I... But I looks cool and what is... what he's supposed to do. But I, you know, yeah. I love the man... I love Man of Steel. And and again, I'll, I'll continue to say this. Henry Cavill remains my favorite Superman. Even in <laughs> BVS, even in Justice League, he has this humanity that I've never seen in the character that I love. His relationship with Lois, I love. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I like him. I think his acting is is fine in it. I think it's 
he's been directed and written, you know, to kind of glower a little too much. And, and, and just, and it just, it wants to be both these things. It wants him to be a beacon of hope, but also be scary to people and not really sort of explain exactly why those vacillations keep happening. I agree. Well, at least in this movie, why he's scary to people is explained, which in the next scene, Clark being a journalist in the same way that, Bruce is that Batman is a detective, and this is again because it is the ultimate cut. None of this is in the theatrical. None but it, of this going to the yeah. the um the apartment building. Oh, really? So he he goes in search of the villager woman, right? Uh-huh. The woman who's been on TV saying Superman is responsible for the deaths of her parents. He goes to her apartment. She's not there. The neighbors are like she's gone. The one crusty old guy. Uh, starts describing this vengeful, dark Batman, which, you know, gets his spidey sense going. Right? Uh-huh. So then after a nice little montage of Clark actually doing investigative journalism, we are suddenly in Fight Club. We oh, are. Yeah. My big note for this scene was, needs more Matches Malone. <laughs> Is he you supposed know? to be Matches Malone? Or is no, he just but, Bruce Wayne? But he should have been Matches Malone, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, he should have been. He looks too clean. He, he looks too clean the, and too well put together. Yeah. For, the, for those who don't know, Matches Malone is Bruce Wayne slash Batman's alternate criminal personality he uses to infiltrate things. Sure. Yeah. And in this case, he's infiltrating a kitchen, like a dec- like an, uh, kitchen that's not cooking anything. Nope. It's a backroom fight, bare knuckles boxing, right? He... Uh, he spots the Russian, and it's clear he's been following the Russian. Mm-hmm. He followed him there. He walks over to essentially the ki- this kitchen table, right? This ki- kitchen prep table mm-hmm. where guys serving drinks. He puts his phone down, very specifically a shot of the phone down. Talks to the Russian. Russian leaves. In the meantime, his phone has cloned the Russian's phone. Right. So again. Batman as detective in so, full force. And also, back <laughs> to your Matches Malone comment, Colin, I like the little touch where he uh, he says, he kind of takes the fighter that's cl- very clearly losing this fight and says something to him, and then the guy beats the other guy. Like, you see that Bruce has been studying both their fighting styles and has figured out how to beat both of them. And oh, he well, wants- I missed that detail. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, but it, it would have made more sense if it was Matches because now everyone in that room probably goes, how the fuck does Bruce yeah. Wayne know how to do this? Well, yeah, right. So that's the implication is that he's in such a lower social circle that no one would like. Well, come, can't be, come it on. can't no, be Bruce everyone Wayne. Everyone knows it's Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah. everyone. He, how Bruce much Wayne, fun would it have been for him to do a Matches Malone and also decide that Matches Malone was from Southie? Yes, just <laughs> bring his bring his Basson accent in. Yeah, are we gonna have a problem again? We continue more of this kind of backstory filling here so clark is continuing to work the story about the vigilante batman Mm -hmm. lois is tracking the bullet that she recovered from her journal Uh right when she was unpacking from the trip to africa now she finds out that it's this very exotic round she formulates this theory that the u.s government is arming the rebels yeah and she goes to dc to to work her contacts to figure out what's going on and and again nice little moment of comedy when perry's like coach no extra leg room she leaves. She comes back in. Economy plus. Coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now Clark, on the other hand, gets assigned to an, a charity event in Gotham City. Oh, who's holding oh. that charity well, event? We'll, we'll get there. We saw Lex before. I would suggest this is 
Lex's first best scene. Oh, yeah, he's great in this scene. So Lex is in his mansion. Senator Finch has oh. come to his place, and he is actually in his father's study. That uh, he, is, he has changed what assumes is he has changed the rest of the mansion, but he's kept this room. But for. Yeah. Yeah, throughout the whole scene, he is obsessed with his father. Mm-hmm. Clearly this mm-hmm. bad relationship. Brian Cranston. Um, we find out that, <laughs> that's right, Senator Finch is blocking the import license for the kryptonite. Which Lex is not happy about. I feel ominous like, music. I feel like this whole scene is Lex is trying to schmooze her, and she's like, "I'm not having any of this. I'm here to tell you it's Fuck not going to happen." Right. And the flip, the switch flips in Lex Luthor Jr. Oh no! The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Mm. Um. And, yeah. Ooh, and then then we lines. have yeah we have this image of this portrait which everything I found online suggests this is not a real portrait this is it just, was created for the film which holy fuck it seems like it's Zack Snyder's wet dream so there's a there's a couple images that it refers to um, some of some kind of gothic type uh, imagery and art um, but the essential idea is that he has inverted this picture to make the point that the, the devils don't come from hell beneath us no no they come from the sky clearly he has identified that you know superman as you know our our devil right that just that line for me was like a just a lead balloon right out of his mouth it was just (laughs) it was such a such a fucking clunker like i appreciate that lex was given a pretty clear motivation even if his actual plan is cuckoo bananas complicated nonsense (laughs) right um but he's given a very clear motivation. I just didn't need him to tell it to me every 10 seconds. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's fair. I think we point this to the writing. I feel like you can't fault Jesse Eisenberg's performance. No. Lex, this Lex, and again, I, it's I wonder a bold what. It's choice, but it, it plays for what they're doing. Yeah. For what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, again, what would the script have looked like if, if Brian Cranston is, I'm in. This is me. Yeah. I can't imagine it's the same Lex Luthor we see in this. Oh, movie. I think it is. But what I was saying at the beginning, yeah. I think he plays public Lex is season one Walter White, but okay. at the end, up on the on the top of Lex Tower is final season Heisenberg Walter White. Okay, I and think I, you probably would have gotten more of a uh, less of. Well, I mean, it's obvious with Heisenberg that like, less of a Zuckerberg vibe and more of like a. He would have probably come off more like um, Jobs. Yeah, I, who, I agree. Who was a monster when the cameras weren't rolling. A hundred percent. Yes, right. he was. Absolutely. So the, the only thing to really point out, also in the scene, is the take a bucket of piss and call it Grand H Peach Tea. I'm not going to drink it. Well, we'll see about that, right? Yeah, she doesn't right. drink it. <laughs> well, you're right. She doesn't drink it, right? We cut to Bruce at his parents' mausoleum. Yeah. Right. The resting yeah. place of their remains. Corpse cottage. <laughs> just outside a completely decimated Wayne Manor. Right, ruined is, Wayne Manor. Yeah, yeah absolutely, no. absolutely. I want that story. Uh, again, I want a lot of these stories, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, we all of a sudden, he sees his parents' monument, and I feel like it's his mother's... Yep, his mother's uh, where the... Crypt yeah. is, uh, starts weeping blood. <laughs> all of a sudden, a bat monster breaks out and attacks him. He awakens. A 
another nightmare sequence. Street Surgeons 2. Yep, that's right. So we see, my note here is, Batfleck is jacked. He is fucking jacked. Which I feel like this is the first time we see him without his shirt on, right? Like he's it's all like CrossFit jacked. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's, he gained 20 pounds of muscle for this role and got down to 8% it, body fat. I was just going to say, not only did he gain muscle, he dropped body fat because his definition is ridiculous. Now, it's crazy. So he wakes up next to some Vicky sleeping Vail. beauty. Right. Look, he, you know, he's got some medication. He looks for liquid. He grabs a glass of wine, drinks it. Alfred comes in. He's breaking Bruce's balls about the wine. Which is right out of uh, Dark Knight Returns. I hope the next generation of Waynes won't inherit an empty wine cellar. Continuing the motif of Batman is the world's greatest detective, is reviewing the data from the Russian's phone. He mm-hmm. links it, the data back to transmissions to Lex's house, so he makes a connection from the Russian to Lex. Yeah. And by the way, Bruce has been invited to a charity event at Lex's house. Great. Excellent. So he goes down into the Batcave. You see him look at the, the Batsuit in its, in its little, like, weird elevator capsule thing, and he walks away... <laughs> And I, I don't understand this weird obsession with cinematic universe Batman always hiding the costume in something. In the Burton ones, it was in a fucking safe. In the Dark Knight, it's like underground. Like, it's the Batcave. It doesn't need to be hidden. It can just be out in the open. This is for dramatic reveals. Well, that, and this is where we see he walks kind of down the, the walkway and he passes the Robin suit. So. Which is right out of the comics. A Death in the Family. Jason Todd's suit is always in a like a memorial display. Sure. Glass case. Yeah. Does it always have that writing in no. it? No. Okay. And no, no, no. This is not Jason Todd. So is it Dick? It sure is, according to Zack Snyder. And I'm one. This is something that came out just like a month ago. I'm wondering if it was Zack Snyder's double middle. Like he sees that everyone's kicking Warner Brothers when they're down. He's like, "Oh, let me throw something else in the wrench." It was Dick Grayson, <laughs> and Warner Brothers was like, "The fuck, man!" So okay, he's so trying to be able to kill Dick Grayson and Jimmy Olsen in one. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk. Jason Todd is the Robin who DC put a phone number out where you could vote: <laughs> Does he live or does he die? And we all said die. We said die. Well, so the Robin. It was, it was so, a close. It was closer than I remember. Okay, and but he died. So Joker beat him to death with a crowbar. Sure did, right? and then blew up That's the building correct. he was in. Okay, with his biological mother. It was Jason dark. Todd. Am I correct in remembering was the second? Robin? Yes, it's Dick Second Grayson, J- Jason Todd, um, uh, Tim, Drake. Tim Drake, uh, Damian okay. Wayne. Oh, wait, there's oh, Stephanie Brown. Stephanie, Stephanie Brown. Brown. Okay. Stephanie Brown, then Damian. The critical piece is here. If Zack Snyder said, oh, yeah, that was Jason Todd, we go, oh, well, yes, that happened in the comics. Mm-hmm. He died. In the comics, Dick Grayson never died. That's Nightwing, right? right? Am I correct? He never dies. And Jason Todd is back now, too. He is Red Hood. Wait, he only wasn't the, the original. Time. He wasn't the original Red Hood, right? That was a no, different. He took, the Red Hood. he took the Red Hood thing as a fuck you to the Joker. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. And he's Who he was, was brought he, he was brought back by the Lazarus Pits. Oh fuck! Of course. Right. I'm, I thought he was brought back by Superboy Prime punching time. Ooh. Oh, that's there is that too. Yes, it depends on which. Yeah, because I, can we just say that it's Lazarus Pit because yeah. the other one is Let's fucking asinine? Yeah. 
All right, no, so nobody, but, nobody stays dead but Uncle Ben. Well, no, Captain because, Marvel. He never came back. Right? She always used to say, "Uncle, nobody stays dead in comics but Uncle Ben and, and Bucky. Bucky." Right. Listen, and, which is yeah, look. When I stopped reading comics, Bucky was dead. So I don't know who this Winter Soldier guy is. How dare you? That's the best Marvel movie ever. I'll fight you well, on this. Okay. I will fucking fight. We're pulling you. Iron Man tonight. To your point, Colin. No, Uncle Ben is one of the Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Motherfucker! <laughs> well, uh, alternate universes don't count. It's yeah, that's true. It. So you remember my pet theory about how Hollywood is afraid to make superhero movies, so they always splice it with another genre? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which I put up in Man of Steel, which was as much an alien invasion movie as anything else. Sure. Here, I think probably inspired by the great love and completely deserved love sent towards Winter Soldier, there's definitely a strain of like, we're making a conspiracy thriller. Yeah. 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 All of the Holly Hunter stuff, all of that. They're definitely doing that. I don't think it's a successful uh, blend. That's the the difference. Mm -hmm. That's the difference is that Marvel, when Marvel does it, it's a good superhero movie and. It's a good political thriller. Yeah, with Winter Soldier, it's done to near perfection. Again, you cast it as a superhero movie or as a political thriller. Either one works. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Um, So let me ask a question then. So comics canon, Dick Grayson's alive. never never died. He didn't think. I don't know about new. I I know they did a stupid thing when they brought Bane into now. He killed all the Robins or some shit. But in terms of the context of what you would expect. Dick's never died. So is it like I'm saying the opposite of what you expect just to subvert your expectation, not because I have anything behind it? They had all the costumes from this movie on display at the DC Warner Brothers tour that you can go on in LA. Someone went on it and it made the rounds that he said that it is Jason Todd. So was that guy just misinformed and knowing the only Robin that we know of officially that died is Jason Todd? Yep. Or was that canon? He was told to say that, and now Zack Snyder's just being like, fuck you, Warner Brothers, you ruined my vision. Here's my two cents on it. Guess who did kill Dick Grayson in his version and hates Dick Grayson? Frank Miller. Oh, that's right. He's dead in The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, because the female Carrie so Kelly, the Robin yeah. is oh that's Carrie yeah. Kelly, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, so and he hates Dick Grayson as a character. And of course Snyder loves Miller. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I mean I mean so we'll you talk look later at, you about look at Ben's bat suit. It's the you, Dark Knight. Well, yes, yeah. So you look at the armored bat suit, the the entire well, both, fight both, both bat suits. You know, you're hundred percent right. The him perched on the corner of the building, mm-hmm. the entire fight with Batman, the nuclear missile. Yes. There's no way you make BVS without being informed by the Dark, the Dark Knight Returns. You say BVS? Yes. BVS. I thought it was like, it was like Beavis. <laughs> no. You've only ever like, seen it in print. Beavis. So as Bruce is driving out, he drives past, again, not in a dream, the ruined uh, Wayne Manor. Right. So that's right? the only thing I want to talk about in that scene with Bruce and Alfred when he um, he gets the invitation Nice, subtle little thing to show that that in this way they are equals. Bruce brings Alfred coffee. Oh, I missed that. That was just a nice, subtle piece of work. What does it make of him calling him Master Wayne instead of Master Bruce? Well, instead of calling him Master Bruce, I think he does it. The wood chopping where Alfred's doing the wood chopping. Again, I'd be okay with a Jeremy Irons Alfred movie as well. Is the wood chopping just there to... Bring more similarities between this movie and, and uh, Civil, Civil War. War. Listen, you mean <laughs> more ab- inferior comparisons between this fucker. and Civil War? Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe my favorite thing about this movie is Alfred chopping wood in an ascot. 
Yep. I, that, that's just great. Then I think to to your question, I think that's why he calls him Master Bruce because yes, they he is not it is not uh butler to master, servant to master. They are equals. They're family. But They're he family. still has to put the air because that's what he was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. trained whether whatever origin of Look, of alfred you want to go with whether he is a secret service agent or if he worked for the queen before whatever you want to go with that's just who he is it, so if you're looking for weak parts in the movie it's not in the characterization of alfred nope. right there's no. there's no way about it there are some characterizations we'll get to in a minute we'll get to all right now bruce gets to the charity event here we see for the first time oh, diana oh. prince mm. now bruce is clearly on a mission alfred is guiding him via radio signal to lex's data center Mm-hmm. Bruce leaves a device kind of, uh, you know, tucked around the corner of the nice, nice little moment with Marcy when she comes in. Can I help you, sir? And <laughs> drunk Bruce. I thought the bathroom was down here. I must have. That last martini was uh, too, too many, I think. Hence, rooms upstairs. Great. I'm okay. I like those shoes. I liked in that scene the, the way that they decided to have Clark find out and just overhearing the. Overhearing uh, the comm system. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, so a, a clean, simple, ingenious way to have him just go. Oh, what the fuck is that noise? Well, first Bruce and Clark meet each other, and this is like big dog on big dog on big dog. <laughs> that whole scene. We're and- setting up the whole conflict. Clark is clearly intent on. He's focused on Batman is a lawless vigilante. Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. Good people living in fear. Don't believe everything you hear, son. I've seen it, Mr. Wayne. He thinks he's above the law. Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical. Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you write a puff piece editorial about an alien who, if he wanted to, could burn the whole place down. There wouldn't be a damn thing we could do to stop it. Maybe it's the Gotham City in me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Bruce is xenophobic. So, well, if you're a D- literally xenophobic, if you're a D and D player, you know it's lawful good versus chaotic good. Yeah, that's so it. Superman, Bruce. Uh, I'm sorry, Superman Clark is lawful good, mm-hmm. and Batman Bruce is chaotic good. I'm gonna quibble. Oh, oh, please. Snyder for Superman is neutral good. No, when you say vigilante, in my opinion, that summons up you have stepped outside society's laws. Well, then this is a screenwriting issue because society doesn't say it's okay to rip apart drones. And, you know, remember the end of Man of Steel when he's ripping apart the the drone and saying it was $12 million, who cares? That's that's fair. I would suggest that he was defending himself from an invasion of his privacy. However, nolo contendere, I will not not contest. I hear you. I see you. I right. did enjoy uh, this. Will be just for Colin and I because you didn't watch Batman the Animated Series. Does Ben Affleck not get the Bruce Wayne smirk down perfectly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit! It's the br- that smirk that he gives. Yeah, it's it, right oh, out of the Animated Series. I was like, holy shit! It looks exactly like it's like someone made the cartoon come to life. I'm so giddy. Well, what a wonderful scene though between. Bruce and Clark as they're kind of verbally sparring. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful scene. And it is interjected Which is broken by... up by... Boys! Lex Luthor, <laughs> which, again, you can fault the writing. You cannot fault Jesse Eisenberg's performance because he's a brilliant psychopath. But so he... who knows what in this scene? 
Clark knows that Bruce is Batman. Uh, I don't think no, no. At this point, he does he knows not. That Bruce is something other than Bruce Wayne. Right, because he hears the. He's been listening to the comments. Yeah, well, that has not yet happened. That yeah, it has. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It, that's at the very end of the scene. Alfred says, "Okay, I have it." And Clark goes, but he, he heard it before too when he went downstairs. That's right. It must be. This is the service corridor in the basement. Bruce doesn't know who's that Clark is Superman. No, he Bruce does not. has no idea. But Lex knows. It's like Lex knows both. He sure uh, does because he says, "Not pick a fight with this person." He one hundred percent knows that Clark is Superman and Bruce but, is Batman. So here's he, my he question. Either he knows, or they lazily wrote that for the for that trailer that went everywhere. Oh, we'll get to the laziest scene in this movie oh, for well, the trailer. So, where every place else in the Ultimate Edition, they show us instead of making us infer or guess. And I'm thinking ahead. Even when Martha gets kidnapped, we don't know how he knows. How does Lex know? Obviously, he knows because he kidnaps Martha. But we never... How uh, does he know? This, is yeah, that, it, we, it's a little hand-wavy on at, how he knows. Because I love the setup of how Superman is framed. I love it. But to be fair, I don't know how Lex well, knows. Well, I mean, I mean the, there's a huge battle that starts in Smallville. Yeah. Okay. All right. In Man of Steel, you know. He's supposed to be this super genius, so he probably okay. just puts two and two together. Uh, all right. I, well, I, I could buy like that. Like we all do. <laughs> Bruce comes down to get his device back that's been copying all the files. Yes. And it's gone. And we know that Diana Prince has stolen it because she stands in the doorway until Bruce sees her and is like, but, but thank yes. why? Thank yeah. you for saying goodbye. But why? But why would she wait? So Bruce... I Top of his game, Wonder Woman. Top of his game. I interpret that as he's there moments after she got it. She wasn't fucking around. Like he got there right before she did. But she or, literally sorry, right stands she there outside the door and look and stares there. And then when yeah. she sees him, she's just like, "Well, toodles." When you got Gal Gadot, you're going to get that goodbye shot. So, but it could just be yeah, her like I, I, walking. This is a moment to say that having seen Wonder Woman before seeing this film. Oh right, oh, yeah. Oh yes. The amount of are you familiar with the film theory of male gaze oh yes <laughs> the amount no, but of male I, I can gaze imagine. from the camera is compared to wonder woman yeah it's just oh. the way the camera takes her in in this film versus in wonder woman is definitely noticeable oh Colin, is wait it, wait till we get to justice league it is, is it, much worse is it oh. So I'm asking an honest question. If I think she is phenomenal in this movie, not just phenomenal looking, I love the characterization. I love everything about her in this movie. Especially after seeing what she does in Wonder Woman, seeing the innocence and the purity, and now seeing yeah. 100 years later the grizzled fuck everything Which that she does in this sense. is really great. It's And she's also really easy on the eyes. Thank you. Yeah, she is. No. So. In the era of Me Too, should I feel bad about oh. loving her in this movie? Uh, if anyone has a problem, go back and listen to Man of Steel. We talk about how beautiful Henry Cavill is in that movie. That well, and there and there's some there's some female or homosexual male gaze in you know his abs and and sure. torso are taken into that bathtub scene. As is Chris Pine's. You know, there's plenty of Chris Pine in Wonder Woman. There's but it, almost all just, of Chris Pine in Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, just for about, just a, a couple just, of minutes. Just uh, the few. way right. the way it is framed just stood out to me. It's yeah. just different. There's different ways of lingering and different ways of framing. It's just an amazing. Like it would be a great way to teach the concept of like the camera as male gaze in a film class. Is just show a couple of scenes from the two and be like. 
same actor, same character, same basic universe, how it's framed. It's not a judgment one way or another, but it's just, it's a thing you notice. Gal Gadot is a good actress in this movie. She also looks stunning. We're not sitting here just being like, oh my God, she's so fucking hot. I want to bang her. We're not a dude bro podcast. So I think the film does write by her as a character. And Mm -hmm. and yeah. We'll get to um, when she really shows her badassness is in that fight well, scene at the end. We're, we're going to get we're going to get there. So I'm drawn to her in these scenes and that attraction only increases through the movie. Should I feel bad about that? That's an honest question. Yes. Can I be attracted uh, to this amazing <clears throat> woman and think that it's a wonderful characterization, a developed character, strong and independent i say yes because i'm right with you it's not a bad thing to say i don't think i don't think so no, i don't think so because i suspect that there are plenty of people who are attracted to men saying the same thing about henry cavill yes sure um, do you know what i mean none of us have bad intent no i think it's a question of is our perception skewed are we are we not seeing something that we're inviting our audience to say you didn't see it this way Look at it this way. We're welcome to it. Email us, superpodherocast at gmail.com. Because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Last point in this, and then yeah. we can stop being embarrassed that we find Gal Gadot attractive. <laughs> um, I, I remember when this movie came out, a lot of people had criticism of her performance in this. And if you only take this performance, Colin, you have a special place Boy, that you saw I... Wonder Woman first. Some people said, oh, her performance is very stilted and very you... cold. But... It's stilted and cold because of what happens in Wonder Woman. Right, and she makes a point of telling Bruce later that she had abandoned the world because of its horrors and evil. Except that one time when I came back in 1984. Whoops. We're not going to... That's right. I had a moment, and then I can't wait for them to retcon that shit. So my my final point is that, you know, Todd, you said, is our perspective skewed? And I think the important thing is to say, yeah, of course it is. It's skewed because we're three white, cis, het men. Yep. Yep. And just acknowledging that and checking in with it and asking questions and listening when people tell you things is important. See, internet, it's not that hard. It's not that hard, right? Like it's like an like if you tell us we're wrong, I guarantee you we're not going to attack you back. Except when you tell you you're wrong about when Bruce did or did not go downstairs before he heard the well, comms. Well, oh, okay. Perfect dovetail to our Me Too movement we were just talking about. <laughs> Charlie Rose. Oof. Oh, Christ, yes. I, I was like, that. oh, oh, no, this does not hold up two years later. He's interviewing Holly Hunter. And I was like, oh, oh no, Charlie oh, Rose. Wait, did he have a Me oh, Too? Oh, yes, he, he got Me oh, Too. Yeah. Did he have a uh, Matt Lauer switch? I think worse basically. than that. Oh, think, oh. If I remember correctly, it was it was bad. Mm. When they're showing all those different things, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking. Right. Did you catch that Wh- Woodburn was in there? It's like, hey, no, it's Woodburn. So what that. do we feel about real people playing themselves in these comic book movies? It's distracting. You know, I was like, ugh, Andrew Sullivan. Ugh. Yeah. Well, well, but... Soledad O'Brien shows up later. Well, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson because he's talking about, are we alone in the universe? Not only are we not alone, we're not special. But we're couldn't not the that greatest. just be scientists, guy? No. What have we said before? If you can buy talent, air of scientific authenticity. Yeah, okay. Back to when we're talking about Flashpoint. In the Flashpoint movie, and I believe in the comic, there's a point where Cyborg talks to the president, and it is Barack Obama. And I was just like, whoa. No. No, it needs to be some random person. It can be an African-American president. Why? Because... Then it makes me feel like, well, why don't we have these superheroes? But that's a DC Marvel thing. DC's always had fake presidents, and Marvel's almost always used the real one. But uh, 
But in MCU, it's always been a fake president. In MCU, it's a fake well, president. MCU, but in, right. in Count, 616, right. the comics, it, it yeah. was... That's fair. It was that's Reagan. Clinton, it's, it was Bush. It was Gore. Oh, it was crazy. crazy. Right, was right, when, Ca- right when Captain America is stripped of his shield, it's Clinton. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Now, okay. I have no idea who's the president in 616. Now, oh. I think they may have avoided that particular... I'm hoping it's a lizard person. I would feel arguably uh, better. Could it just be Modoc <laughs> to go Listen, along with the Trump theme? My men Mental powers are incredible. People are always talking about my mental powers. They're tremendous. Trump doc. Uh, doc. Okay. All right. Then we have the bullet exam scene. When Jenna Malone was cast, everyone thought she was Barbara Gordon. And I laugh at all you nerds who thought that. Because I don't know who the fuck Jenna Malone is. She's the one that's examining the bullet. Oh, sure. At Star Labs. Oh, okay. Well, who the fuck? Can somebody answer me? why they are killing the bat-branded criminals. More to that, why is Caesar being brought through the jail without a shirt so everyone can see the bat-branding? Well, this is consistent with everything we've seen so far. Luthor is choreographing everything. So not only did the branded villain have to go to jail, he goes to Gen Pop, where we have the scene when he's at in-processing window, uh-huh. where he's like, They're going to kill me. Hey, you can't bring me the job. You should be thanking the taxpayers in Metropolis for taking in your branded ass. Sign in, please. Mark, man, you know what to do. The people with dishonor. No, he's on your thing. Right. Let's go. Let's go. So is Lex paying criminals to yes. kill that? Yes, because the, is he paying the cops too? The Russian pays off the guy in jail to kill the oh the okay. most, the, I missed the branded guy. Yeah. Oh, I missed yes. that. But, but let's be fair, guys. Between the three of us, how many times has this movie been viewed and we're arguing about how this particular incredibly important plot point? Yeah. Like, well, but, clearer. but again, in the Ultimate Edition, they show every point. They they trace it back through every point. It's clear that it's Luther, and he is setting Superman up. And in the theme at the end, which I will get to when we get there, mm-hmm. there's a conflict that Luther wants to press. Yeah. Right. So the branded criminal is killed by the mm-hmm. guy that the Russian mercenary paid. So the branding is designed to piss off Superman. The branding is designed to put the conflict killed. between Superman and Batman. It's because why? Because he recognizes what is important to Superman is truth and justice. And he is presenting Batman as this homicidal maniac. But he, every time he talks about well, Superman, he talks about him being the devil and well, evil. So why does he assume Batman will be so righteous that he will be I upset have, by the I have an answer. I can tell you now or I can tell you when it happens in the movie. You tell me. Okay, there's a moment where you there's a moment there's a moment in the movie and we'll talk about it. Okay, so we can fast forward through a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, so Diane is in a museum. The Sword of Alexander. Bruce shows up. Her earrings are very reminiscent of lightning bolts. Nice Uh, little nod to who her papa is. Missed that. So Bruce is trying to recover the hard drive that she stole Mm -hmm. from Lex's mansion. Right. Yeah. Um, Sir, you know, I bet with that dress, nine out of ten men would let you get away. Listen, I'm woke and uh, horny as fuck. <laughs> horny AF for there, Wonder there's Woman. There's that nice little thing, AF you know. For- oh, I don't think you've ever known a woman like me. No, I've not. And I have a tattoo of the queen on my forearm. No. All right. <laughs> so let's go to another dream sequence, which is even better in the ultimate edition for one single shot. So there's nothing in this dream sequence that was not in the theatrical. The long shot where he's looking out over the and horizon the, and, the and Omega that Omega symbol, sign? 100% that's in the, the theatrical? Yes. What? Yeah. 
They were they were setting up apocalypse in this movie. Well, they they did such a shitty fucking job because it's so good in this movie. There was a point in time where George Miller was going to make a Justice League movie. Yes, and and now we have Zack Snyder making a who is, Mad Max movie. Who is? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh my God, you're so right. It's so was, Mad Max. As I was so asking, who is George Max. Miller? As you completed your statement, yes. So yeah, we've got. Uh, what we, what is referred to at, with the toy and everything as Nightmare Batman. He's wearing the bat suit, but he's got goggles and he's got a duster on. And I refer to it as post-abacalyptics. <laughs> Jesus. When they were making the names for the toys, I bet you that's one of the ones that got crossed right. off. You're telling me that huge Omega symbol he's is 100% in both versions. Okay. So uh, either of you, for our non-DC folks, Explain the significance of Omega. The Omega symbol is Darkseid, the leader of Apocalypse, one of the new gods, a major cosmic heavy hitter. Funnily enough, sort of the DC equivalent of Thanos. Mm -hmm. To be fair, predated Thanos. Thanos, Well, here's how it goes. Jack Kirby creates Apocalypse and Darkseid for the planet Apocalypse and its evil ruler Darkseid for DC. Right. Jim Starlin lovingly rips off <laughs> and no, creates right. Thanos. Then, maybe Mike Carlin, I think, lovingly rips off Thanos back to DC and you get Mongol. Yep. Oh, oh, I don't even know that Mongol's guy. one of like the henchmen nope, type. Even, yeah. He's basically yellow Thanos. So, to be fair, and again, I'm a Marvel guy. Darkseid is first. Yeah. Thanos oh, yeah. is clearly inspired by Darkseid. And even Apocalypse has notes of Darkseid in him, too. Okay. I think. Apocalypse, the... The, the X-Men. The X-Men character, yeah. not yeah. the planet. Yeah. Right. It makes it yeah. tough when we're right. talking about yeah. things and one's yeah. a planet and one's a character. Yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, and so that... I mean, the, how does that all fit? In? I mean, it may be clear having you guys having seen Justice League, uh, but like, I gotta be honest with you, I don't know that it does. There it is does. reference, and he has mentioned a couple times during the movie, original Snyder cut that may or may not be out there. I'm not good, opening that can of worms on this podcast. <laughs> right. Apparently, yeah. they were supposed to defeat Steppenwolf, high five each other, be like "fuck yeah," and then Apocalypse comes through on a boom tube. End of movie, Justice League Part 2, Justice League versus So, Side. first of all, not talking about the quality of the characters, DC are, or let's be fair, Warner Brothers, fucking idiots mm-hmm. to not play that sequence that you Could just Could you imagine described. how fucking amazing that would oh have been? Oh my god, I would be excited for the next one, right? Especially... They would have beat the Marvel Cinematic sure, Universe. Sure, they would have been there to first. To the punch. Yes. Of, oh, shit, we're ending on a very dark right. note. On this almost invulnerable God, right? Yeah. But here's the problem I have with this. I'm fine with that, except in this nightmare sequence, which is a wonderful sequence if you look at it. Like, forget the rest <coughs> of the movie. Look at just the sequence. Mm-hmm. How does Superman become evil? It, it's yeah, not no explained in just... So, Sure, so it's Colin, explained in this spoiler. Movie. Oh, it, if he's resur- resurrected, but without Lois's love, Lois uh, is the key. Is Lois what Flash- is the key. Listen, I'm just saying what they say in the movie. Am I saying I, it's good screenwriting? Absolutely not. All right. So, okay, I hear you. So, to to be fair, the key is in the same movie, right? Lois is, which will you know, Colin will see you in the next movie. <laughs> yeah, well, which you're not well, pulling tonight. You can you get to skip Suicide Squad. Because Superman's not in it, so you don't have to watch. <laughs> For the listener at home, no. Colin is doing the wave. He totally is. Like, well, my problem is 
hey, Casey, you really like Batman, right? I do. When you think Batman, I, I always think about his propensity for prophetic dreams. <laughs> so isn't that a thing? From? Apparently this one, this nightmare sequence, is explained in some sort of um, Amazonian thing since he was in contact with Diana. There was some sort of, I don't know. There was some bullshit that it's I read once. And bullshit. Obviously, I don't yeah, care enough to remember a, it. That doesn't work for me, especially since sorry. this dream sequence is metal fan blank right there. Yeah, it is. And and the other problem is is that like this dream sequence, which we'll we'll continue to talk about, but is ended with do we another fucking dream sequence? Well, this would be the inception. We have to go deeper. Yeah, I did dream like sequence counter is currently at four. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> in the first dream sequence in the quote-unquote nightmare with a silent k um <laughs> batman is waiting for this truck to come into his compound it comes in he thinks he's got kryptonite we only know this because it opens up but it's a two green, green light bulb, bulbs right. part of his team rip off their rags and they're wearing uh what can only be modern described as SS? Nazi, yeah. yeah Nazi modern nazi with the superman logo on their arm, on their arm just like right? nazi they start killing everyone, and then Batman comes out and kicks ass. It does not bother with names. So at this let's point. stop for a second. First fight. This is the first That's fight. Of the this movie. is the first, the first fight, which is fight. fucking well. Is it's a, the like, first any fight. It's like an hour and ten yeah. minutes into this film. I'm like, holy shit! For a superhero movie, it really makes us fucking wait for this for the action that I want for a superhero movie. And but I'll it delivers. This, it delivers because this is a 57 second long continuous shot. This fight. He is, From the moment that, he jumps out and starts killing people to when he is knocked out by the parademon is 57 seconds of uninterrupted, no-edit shot. And fucking brutal. Now, like, uh, I, so I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't love the future this is in, but I love this Batman fighting. How about when he's, he's pretty, he's very much beaten. Like, he knows fuck. he's going to lose. And he just, as the end, there's a fuck you to them. He breaks that one guy's neck. Right there, he's like, "Yeah, I'm caught, but fuck, fuck you. you, you're dead and too." And then the parademon comes in and like get, delivers like the rabbit, like oh, he donkey punches him. <laughs> yeah, the devil's triad, uh, drinking game, drinking game. All right, he wakes up. He is shackled in a scene. And Snyder loves his Christ imagery. Also, can we talk about the way they fix it in The Dark Knight to be able to have full range of motion of his head? Is he's pretty much wearing a motorcycle helmet? Sure, with a neck brace. So in this, you want to be able to turn your head? So you want to be able to turn your head. Um, in this, oh, I almost <laughs> got the spit take. Yes! Yeah, that was but close. in, in that was this, close. it is a full cowl. Like, he takes right. it off later, and you can see that it is, like, down to his shoulders. Right. One piece in this version. I noted, I arguably, uh, uh, funny, I noted the armored version is clearly two, two pieces. separate articulated yeah. pieces. But in this, it is one piece, and he starts with his head down, passed out. I'd like to see Michael Keaton's Batman do that. But then he has full range of motion. He looks to the right and looks to the left. Holy shit, they cracked he the turned code. His head. They did it because it looks amazing. So it, it, it's made of um, black cherry jello. Vibranium. <laughs> right. No, it wouldn't be made of vibranium. Well, listen, he wouldn't be able to. He'd be like, I need to look over here. And then I look over here. So Snyder, as we talked about, Man of Steel, loves his Christ imagery. Sure. Right. So you have Christ on the cross on um, the Mount. Golgotha. 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 With the thief and the murderer next to him. Right. So to the two other prisoners. 
Superman comes down, does the superhero landing in a scary way. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, that is so not practical. He is more pissed than he was back in Africa. This is the evil. And again, the problem I have here to the next movie, I don't see the connection to evil Superman. But he's he's evil or vengeful here. Do you wish that they had done something with the costume? A lot of times when they want to do the evil blue- Superman, they'll just give him a, a like a... Almost like a, a, a high collar. Yeah. Like or I'm thinking the, Red Sun, Colin. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't because, you know, merchandising. Right. You know, um, I just I wish they'd done something but, to show this is a darker, more brutal Superman. I mean, yeah, I just obviously there's a dead Lois and whatever this reality is, but I just was watching this going, What the hell is going on? Why is he having this dream? What is going on? How does this replace? If if they left out the parademons and the Omega sign, it would be like totalitarian future Superman. That's what they're scared yep. of. But yeah. they're trying to they're trying to have totalitarian future Superman's nightmare and all this apocalypse dark side stuff, and it's just like it's all over the map. It's right? almost like they're just throwing everything at the screen to see what sticks or are they giving oh, a nod a pretty- to the superman that's- tv show where he was brainwashed yeah but by wait, apocalypse that's how f- that's yeah, yeah, that's pretty a far cut. right yeah, yeah it's a deep cut yeah no um, i think i think given so many other things that happen in this movie you know what I'm they are just throwing <laughs> whatever they fucking can and seeing what sticks yeah right so if you put blinders on the nightmare sequence phenomenal sequence yeah in terms of the film makes almost no sense yeah okay um we all know that ben affleck is wearing a wig in this movie right no yeah he does not have that widow's peak that's a wig and it's a good wig it's a good wig because especially the the wet hair like i've been wearing my mask wig yeah when superman pulls it off in this scene i was like that's a god saying he does not have the widow's peak or are you saying he's balding ben Affleck has a full head of hair oh i think Zack snyder's like i want bruce's hair to look a very specific way so you can't do it so i'm gonna put a wig no that's (laughs) fucking stupid right well, no, no. Here's the thing about wigs, though. Um, if you wig somebody, you save them time in a chair. The wig gets styled okay. for two hours, and then they come Ahead in and have time. it put on sure. for a half hour. Women will get wigs in, in, in both on theater and film that match their hair almost exactly. I think Gal Gadot is wearing a wig. If, yeah, she's definitely wearing a wig. You know, then okay. I, so, do you think Henry Cavill, the the last piece of the DC Trinity, is like, what the fuck? They put all this gel in my hair. Can I get a wig? You know what? Those are fair points. I didn't think of them that way. I hear no, you. It's, it's, it's I acknowledge. Surprise. I'm good. But you should be able to see that he's doing it. You know? <laughs> right. So Bruce wakes up from the the desert post apocalyptic nightmare into what turns out to be another dream because who shows up? The Flash. The Flash. But to be fair, those of us who have seen Justice League, he is still in this post-apocalyptic garb. He has kind of the duster, exo... He's got an exo suit on. So I'm thinking what... So this whole thing, this is the perfect time to say it, Zack Snyder's vision was a five-picture vision. Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League Part 1, Something in between that I think where Dark Side Side shows shows up, up. and I think maybe they get as far as what he sees in this sequence. Then Flash goes back. Then they cut back to the resurrection of Superman in Justice League. So what you're saying is right, and then the fifth movie was another Justice League. So what you're saying is the Justice League can only beat Dark Side. 
by going to the quantum verse. <laughs> oh, I'm well, sorry. I mean, you've, you've moved to Speed Marvel. Realm. Con- oh, that's right. So I feel like the Flash's armor is supposed to be the cosmic treadmill. Well, oh, fuck. that's such a fucking dumb thing. The cosmic in a, in, treadmill. In, in a world where a man can run faster than the speed, they've gotten rid of it because now he can just tap into the speed, speed force. force. Right, which is better. And you know what? I'm good through this movie, through Justice League, the whole lightning effect. I'm good with all of that. Mm-hmm. That is arguably better, uh, easier to digest than a cosmic treadmill. Fuck yes. Yeah. And I feel like this was Snyder setting himself up for future movies. To your mm-hmm. point is it's not the flash we see from Justice League. Yeah. Because it is a, he's got the post apocalyptic robes like Obi Wan. Oh, is that he's, not what he wears in Justice League? Over oh, his No, flash. it's not robes. It's an exoskeleton. No? This is ex- yeah. It's how he travels through time. It's explained it, in something else, and then it lifts up so he can talk to Bruce. The mask that he wears is pretty similar to what he wears I, in Justice League. I thought that was the equivalent of the Batman duster. When he's reaching his arm out, it's all armored. Oh, I okay, all right. I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, so the Flash says some very specific things to Bruce. Yeah. So again, you know, setting up Justice yeah. League. That, but no, what was but that to, fear him about? Is that about Superman? Well, that's the thing. That dialogue is not entirely explained in Justice League. Well, which makes Justice me League angry. retcons a lot of the shit that happens in this well, movie. Well, but because because Bruce, the entire how many times, much like we're doing a counter on uh, dream sequences in this yeah. one, we can do a counter of how many times Bruce says he was a beacon of hope. Why the, <sighs> then? Why did you want to fight him? What I, the. Yeah, so I am angry at And D- I blame Joss Whedon. I'm angry at DC for why did you fuck up Justice League? Because, again, in the same way I want what happened with Alfred, I want to know what happened mm-hmm. with Batman, right, that got him to this point. Yep. I want to know what happens with Flash that gets to this point. And we, I don't get any of these. There, there's no payoff in Justice League. And I... Well, and I don't think really, we'll ever get are, it. We'll never get it. You guys are really selling Justice League to me here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So the problem with Justice League is that Joss Whedon went in and tried to make it a Marvel movie. Not not taking a shot at Marvel. Nope, I hear but you. But the way DC you. was doing their universe was one way. And then they hired Joss Whedon. He's like, I'm going to make this a Marvel movie. I'm going to take the footage I have and shove a Marvel movie into that. And it just it doesn't work. It like I'm gonna fist a Marvel oh movie boy. up into your most nether regions. Yeah. Little little pe- little Marvel pegging is that? What well, the fisting is not pegging. Pegging. No, I know. Yeah. We then have more Clark okay. investigative so, journalism. So should we wait? Oh, first, 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 trip quotes Dick Cheney. That son of a bitch brought the war to us two years ago. Jesus, Alfred, count the dead. Thousands of people. He has the power to wipe out the entire human race. And if we believe there's even a 1% chance that he is our enemy, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. So Bruce figures out that the the white Portuguese is going to bring in the kryptonite. He decides, I'm going to destroy half of this harbor. Did anyone catch what the name of the harbor was? 
No. Nicholson Harbor. Nice. Oh, I was ouch. like, oh, nicely done. Ouch. Everyone except for KG Beast is dead during that fight, right? Well, he, he, Wait, is he this one Batman's like, this is one Batman following the, the Yeah. That <laughs> was violent. And it is buttoned by a scene that was very clearly shot to show as a TV spot where the Batmobile comes around the corner, Superman is staying there, he tries to slam on the brakes, hits him, spins around, Superman just saunters over, rips off the hood of the car and says, Next time they shine your light in the sky, don't go to it. The bat is dead. Bury it. Consider this mercy. And he, oh, I, that consider this mercy. Oh, I hated wait, that, and that so wait, wait, much. Wait, wait, wait. And then before Superman leaves, Batman goes, Tell me. Do you plead? And he, Superman he looks back away. and I'm like, Fuck you. Flies away and is buttoned by, You will. Oh, that scene. Clearly saw that as a, a t- as a yeah. TV spot. I was like, Oh, fuck. And I don't think in the TV trailer it says the consider this mercy. I was like, oh, yeah. But then when we saw it in the movie, I was like, wait, that's that's it? And Marvel has a tendency to do this now where they'll shoot stuff that is just for the trailer. Perfect example, I Infinity War. hate it. Yeah. Infinity War, when you see them all running through Wakanda and you see the Hulk in the background. That was just There's done no for Hulk. the trailer. Right. And the Roostos are like, yeah, that was just for the trailer. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, I mean, there's the big one later that was in all the trailers. She with you? I thought she was with you. Which is a funny left line, except, dude, Bruce, you called her like 20 minutes ago. Pretty much egged her to come and join this fight. Sure. Batman then decides he's going to break into LexCorp and steal the kryptonite. And at the end of the scene where Jesse Eisenberg comes and sees it, he smiles. Was this uh, his no, no, plan no. all along? No, you mean when when Lex, he sees the broken thing and the, sees the bat? Oh, I didn't, the battering no. in there. He smiles. I did not at see it. that. I oh, didn't. No, no. Yeah, I think this movie has a bad case of a thing. A lot of movies have had of like whatever happens was the villain's plan all along yeah. because we decided it was, and because that you know helps us build to a big climax. But it does. It requires the villain to like have a lot of chance and a lot of motivations that aren't their own kind of fault. You know, there's a few of these in here where it's like, so wait, if Clark knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman and he would like him to stop, couldn't he write a newspaper article entitled Bruce Wayne is Batman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's another one where Lois is trying to get word to Superman through the planet. You guys not have a whiteboard in the kitchen or like, yeah. They clearly live like, together, like, yeah. You live together. Like, there's just a few of those where I'm like, what? Yeah, so... <laughs> Dear Clark, please stop. Right. Love, love. So this is after Wally has... The wheelchair he's sitting on detonates in the Senate chamber. Yes. Right. With Grandma's peach tea. Peach which tea, is which is... urine. I wish that... I wish that had gone to, a little... Uh, yeah. Collins beer this evening, right? <laughs> the Alfred's chopping wood, goes in the house, sees Wally's returns, check. Again, there's a lot of this tracing back, which theatrical cut implies, ultimate cut shows you step by step. Maybe I'm lazy, but I like the ultimate cut because it shows me what I. It doesn't need make, to at the end of the movie, you're not sitting there going, wait, how did they read? There's one more. That will come up in a, in a second. Okay. Bruce decides he's going to go to war with... and we This get, is the training montage? CrossFit right. Batman? Yeah, CrossFit Batman. So he does not look so good, Casey. How's he feeling? No, he's, he's really working his ass off. He's doing his CrossFit. He could go 
to 315 Chiropractic and Wellness. Oh. Uh, it's a veteran-owned small business specializing in chiropractic care, rock taping. I bet you he could use a little rock taping after lifting those really, really heavy uh, weights there. Personalized training, fitness, nutrition, and life coaching. Hey, you know what? Bruce could maybe use some life coaching at this moment, too, to be like, hey, maybe don't go after this guy. They offer discounts to first responders as well as a referral discounts. So if you go to 315 Chiropractic and Wellness, tell them the Super Pod Hero Cast sent you. They're on Facebook at 315 Chiropractic and Wellness. They can reach via email at 315chiropractic at gmail.com. Or if you're old school and you want to just call them, it is 315-464-0030. Dr. Timothy Whiting is there for chiropractic needs and wellness consulting. For all other needs, you'll want to see Christina Watson. Excellent. So, good call, good strategy. So, Superman is disenchanted. Mm-hmm. He sees Lois at her ho- her hotel, and he is ready to really give up. Right? And he, he does. I had a question here. He says, yeah. my father's, that Superman was my father's dream, or something about my father's dream. That Which father is he talking about? Well, because I, it I have a thought. Certainly doesn't seem I think like it's Jor- John Ken. Has to be Jarrell. It's right? no, it's Jonathan. No, it's absolutely Jonathan, Jonathan. Do not go rescue those children from the bus, Kent. Uh, Jonathan, hide yourself uh, at all costs, Kent. So like, this is we're is, back to the same problem from Man of it's, Steel, it's, and it's kind of bled over. No, it's the so there's a there's a telling story that when he sees Jonathan as this kind of apparition. On the mountaintop, right? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Jonathan as Force Ghost. Are you referencing the podcast murdered Lana Lang's horses? So sorry. We yes. Yeah, so my, so my point is this is <laughs> consistent with Pa Kent because Pa Kent's stories that he doesn't have he he does not have to be guilty. He he should not feel guilty for being imperfect, right? So the moral of Pa Kent's stories that they saved the Kent farm, the inadvertent, the 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 unintended consequence of that was that the Lang farm upstream was flooded and the horses died, right? Uh, yes, and let's not gloss over the Lang farm. The Lang farm, right? Lana Lang, yeah. Lana Lang, right? He carried that guilt until he gained the love of Martha Kent, right? So uh, what I think is his um, his aspirational goal, right? His father, right, is his is his what good looks like he is not a perfect man, right? He is haunted by his own demons, his own failings, his own shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, that is enough for Clark, which he will at first kind of reject and then later come back to this this idea that this is who I am is I am my father's son. Yeah. The only problem is is that all through Man of Seal, Jonathan's whole thing was, and even in this movie, the scene with Martha at the farm, it's the same thing. You can be a god to these people, or you can be nothing at all. You owe them nothing. You owe them nothing. So it kind of makes it hard for this character in this movie, hard for him to say, I'm trying to be my father's son, when his own father was just like, "Eh, do what you want. Yeah. This, it's the same problem with saying Superman is a beacon of hope, but then never really seeing him do that. It's like yeah. there's a there's a push pull between what we are told the reality is of Jonathan Ken versus what comes out of his mouth. Yeah, and it was a problem in Man of Steel that kind of bled over to this. 
but like it, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he a but isn't he an arguably better hero? If the narrative from Jonathan and from Martha is you must be a beacon of hope, you must be this perfect being for humanity to aspire to, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it better if they say you owe them nothing? You're you, this is you don't owe them the obligation of perfection or Christ figure or Messiah. You don't owe them anything. And he chooses to be. Isn't that a better isn't that a better story than it like, is. well, you had to be that so and now you are that. It is, but my problem, and Colin, I think you're gonna agree with me on this, is that fine, had that be the thing, but then don't have Clark, Superman, whatever you want to call him, keep saying, I'm trying to honor my parents, when his parents yeah. clearly said, we don't give a fuck what you do. So mm. I would suggest, uh, for those of a Christian faith, there's a uh, there's an allegory. There's a story. Oh, is there Christ's allegory in this Th- movie? There I might be one, noticed. right? So Jesus goes into the wilderness. He meets the devil in the wilderness. Sure. Right? So he meets Jonathan on the mountaintop. Man, are you trying and to say that Kevin Costner's the devil? I am. And Jonathan, you know, the devil basically says, you're imperfect. You're not going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to have these failings. This is the temptation of Christ, right? This is where Christ says, you can't blame me. Like, I'm, I'm born to man. I'm born to failure. I'm born yeah. to imperfection. And yet, and yet he still moves towards, like, I must do the right thing. I must do the moral thing. Makes him a better courier. So I would say, I mean, it's, it's listen, it's, Arguably buried too deep, mm-hmm. but I mean, I I think I get where he's going with this. Yeah, but uh, at this point, there's so much shit in there. How do you get to it? Yeah. By the way, we don't want to yeah. gloss over Colin. The dream sequence counter is now at five. Well, <laughs> wait, is it a dream? Because is he getting new information about the Lana Lang drowned uh, horses? Or- he. No, we, we he must have been told that. He's he must have been told that before. We have yeah. no reason to believe he did not already know that and is reminded by that, reminded of that by his father. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is dream sequence five. <laughs> five. So Lex has used the kryptonite scalpel to slice Zod's fingerprints off, and he literally, like, scotch tapes them to his hand. Right. Yeah. Is, is this canon, Colin? Is Zod from Kandor? I don't remember. Because he's The, the ship he's, says... God of Kandor, yeah. God of Kandor, I went, wait, I don't remember Zod being from Kandor, not Cryptopolis? Is that the... Cryptopolis, Cryptopolis. yeah, the big city. So uh, Lex brings him into the Genesis chamber. He's got the fingerprints of Zod to activate the Genesis chamber. He turns it on. The ship awakes. Lex assumes command. He sure does. This is not good. We then cut to a Bruce. He has possession of the kryptonite from LexCorp, which we saw Lex on motorcycles mm-hmm. showing up. Now, Bruce very specifically makes it into a gaseous weapon, which we then infer is... Alfred technically makes it into the gaseous technically. weapon. Uh, which we infer then is encapsulated into these three grenade shells, right? Smoke grenades, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely, right? So yeah. a, a shell of a, a, a grenade. And he's got one chunk that we find out he's going to make into a spearhead. Right? Mm-hmm. We also see Bruce kind of decrypting the drive. Uh, so the ship tells Lex that it is forbidden to create a deformity. Mm-hmm. Lex overrides it because he's in charge. Not good safety protocol on this Kryptonian ship. If it's forbidden, 
It's forbidden. It's forbidden. <laughs> this well, is if you recall, it was also forbidden to interfere with human history. And that uh, so are you saying that Lex Luthor ran really fast around the Earth to reverse time? Is that what happened in this scene? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so it's like a point of flashing lights. <laughs> or flashing point. Superman, he's out in the wilderness. He's hiking through the snow. Hobo Clark. You know, my first thought is, well, why is he hiking? If you want to go to the absolute wilderness, you don't need a flannel shirt or backpack. You fly there in about two seconds. Wasn't there? Yeah. When was the story where he walked across America? Right before uh, New 52, yeah. That was a cool story. So I'm wondering if that was just was a little it? wink and a... Yeah, because he it? walked okay. around and it was literally... Was it was it an entire year that they did that story? Or was it just a couple issues? I don't know. They they bailed on it in favor of New Fifty Two. It was not super well told, actually. Oh really? I, I, I well, I've only read like the first two issues, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like it's him just going to towns and being like, tell me your story. This one is seems very like incredible. Yeah. Oh, incredible. So uh, we see who uh, the note I had was Lois's assistant. It was clearly Star Labs. Yes. She she has she tells Lois that the interior of the wheelchair of Wally's wheelchair was lined with lead. Was this mentioned in Man of Steel that he can't see through lead? I don't remember that in Man of Steel. Uh, no, I think it's time for people to know it. But what is mentioned in the Donner Superman is remember remember he said it actually attracts his attention the lead box. Yes. Yes. Lo, yeah. Luther has six it's lead boxes. It's not that boxes. I can't see lead. I can't see through it. So wouldn't a lead lined wheelchair have actually stood out to him more? Yes. It would uh, have. Is he in the habit of looking through things? He should. Well, if if he beats himself up quite a bit for not having seen it. Yeah, he spends well, that, a lot of time, and he sh- would have noticed it. We don't have Superman's supervision, so we don't know what he how he sees the world. In the comics, it's not that he can't see through it. It it does. It, it's been a plot point a couple times, not just in Superman. No, the I agree 100%. Yeah. It's not invisible. He can't see through it. Right. The question is, should he have expected to normally scan through that? Right. Yeah. He couldn't see it because they needed to for the plot. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it, we keep coming back to that. That's know? what it is. Okay. It's serving the plot. So Lois is kidnapped, and there's this whole scene up on the roof with Lois and Lex Luthor Jr. He ends up pushing her off. Now, I'm going to point out, around this time in the movie, we still have like 40 minutes to go. It's a We ridiculous... have almost like an hour. Yeah. Well, we're going to stop. We're going to stop to quote Nabokov for a little bit. Playing low in the morning. Lola in slacks. Lois Lane. So all this is getting us to the confrontation. Oh, right. Th- throws her off the roof. Right. Basically to summon Superman. Yeah, he catches her. He pretty much just puts her down yep. and flies up, and he is going to kill He's Lex gonna Luthor. He's going to fuck some shit up, right? And Which, he, to be fair, at this point in the movie, we all want to see. Yeah, and he calls him... Clark Joseph Kent. He knows who he is. Then kind of mocks him by later in the scene, calls him... Clark Joe? Yeah, and again, you can fuck with the story. You cannot fuck with Eisenberg because he is brilliant. Now, I am of the opinion, him and the Russian, you have to be fucking insane. Not just to fuck with Superman, but to kidnap and threaten murder against his mother. So does KG Beast know that oh, Clark Kent is... Su- okay, is... okay, you know what? Yes, okay, fair. Does he? No, but does he? Do no, you think? No, I don't know. Or no. is he just told to go get no, this woman? No rational person does that. Lex so, Luthor is insane. No one else does. Okay. What you're saying is you don't tug on Superman's cape 
You don't <laughs> spit into the wind. Um, you don't mess around with Jim. How long do you think we can't afford that? No, we can't afford that one. How long do you would you say this scene up on the rooftop before he goes to get bats? How long do you think that scene is? Well, so he six hours. (laughs) So he turns he turns the kitchen timer. He says, "When you arrived here, you had an hour. Now you have less." And when it cuts to the warehouse, assumingly thirty five minutes. What happened? Superman's like, "Listen, I hear you. I'm double parked." That's that's right. As soon as I take care of that, that's a weak spot. Yeah, that that gap does not make sense. Now we have Diana getting the files. Now we just sort of pause the movie to meet the Justice League, just (laughs) since finally going to fly back. Aquaman's appearance inside the wreckage of the ship. Him having what I can only say is cat eyes. Like sure. they glow in the reflection in the dark. It comes out. I really hope that continues in um in Aquaman. That was I'm, a cool I'm bit totally of totally okay with that. Todd, you're a former military man. Yes. When you get to midnight, do you say twenty four hundred hours? No. Nope. Or do you say oh hundred hours? Zero hundred hours. Or zero hundred hours. Yeah. Why does Miles Dyson oh <laughs> well because why does Miles Dyson? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Miles Dyson. Miles Dyson. Uh, Why does he say 2,400 hours? Well, he's not military. Then he would say it's midnight. Maybe he thinks that sounds cool. Oh, boy. All right, right, so now let's get to the fight. Okay. Here we go. What annoyed me about it was the lead up because they like it just needed to just start. Uh-huh. Because if you have time to say no one stays good in this world, you have time to say Lex Luthor's kidnapped my mom and is making me fight you. Oh no, he says that to Lois. He says no one stays good in this world. So it's like, and why Lex is kidnapped by mom? This you know, is like as someone who is married to someone who teaches conflict resolution for a living. If you're trying to get someone to listen to you, maybe don't walk up to them and say, "Bruce, listen to me," and then push them halfway across the room. Well, yeah. so <laughs> well, but when you just trying to listen and. Batman is not hearing it. It's definitely Batman's fault. It he's, is. He's the one with the real mat on at this point. I had a point earlier about Lex and what he's trying to do. I think that this Lex is very reminiscent of Joker's relationship with Batman. Lex is trying to force Superman into this uh, incompatible equation, right? <laughs> so he has a whole dialogue about if God is all-powerful, then he can't, he cannot be all-good. And if he is all good, then he cannot be all powerful. Uh-huh. It's the problem of theodicy. Okay. The evidence presented by the world in which we live does not support the idea of a God which is both omniscient, omnipotent, and omnibenevolent. Mm. A.K.A. Yeah. why bad things happen to good people if God is all powerful and all good. Right. And, and Lex will show this by forcing either, either Superman kills Batman mm-hmm. or Superman allows his mother to die. If Superman kills Batman, he is not all good. If he allows his mother to die, he is not all powerful. And in the same way that the Joker seems obsessed with forcing this conflict on Batman, this seems like this is Luthor's obsession is to prove that Superman is not all good and all powerful. And Superman goes to this quote unquote fight to try and recruit Batman to the fight. He does go there, right? Did and, you, and Batman has no interest in Nope, listening. he wants to kick the shit out of him. Did you did you think that the whole when he first lands and then there's a sonic blast and the machine guns and the flames, didn't it feel like the Lex Luthor uh Absolutely, yeah. Is the it Luther is it, in it, the 
it's in Superman one, the extended edition is that where he goes through. That's gotta be Zach tipping his hat to that movie. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Superman <laughs> realizes he's not going to listen. He's going to fight him, but before he can get to him, this is where he shoots the smoke grenade at him. The, what I'm going to call crypto mist. Now I would point out the first one is of the crypto mist. Mm-hmm. Great, great line. Use right here. It changes the course of the battle That's a, in a snap. Uh, something we'll get to if we ever get to MCU movies. I felt and like this motherfucker. Was, <laughs> I felt like this is kind of like a lot in Winter Soldier and then in Civil War when Bucky goes to punch someone and they stop his hand. He's constantly like, I don't understand. How can you stop my metal arm? Equally in this movie, Superman is very confused when this human Terran, whatever you want to call him. Yep. blocks his punch and he's like oh shit what just happened and then batman starts to beat the shit out of superman i know i was surprised they didn't use the concept line from dark knight returns where bruce basically says like you never really learned to fight Th- that's right yeah you didn't that's have right. to yeah you could throw a punch but you can't fight he does say you've never been brave only a man can be brave right, right. like he does have a line that references that they may not use the exact imagery or the exact lines but that is clearly the mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns. At the end of that, like in the Dark Knight Returns, he's like, you know, Clark, do you feel my foot at your throat? Like he's which he he's, literally does in this he, one. Which too, he yeah. literally does, right? He's got the whole but, thing. But hasn't he been brave? He's gone toe to toe with a Kryptonian of three. We've seen it. They've all seen it. Like that would that idea would work better if he hadn't, you know, bled and it, done all that. Let's not assume that Batman is omniscient. He does not know that Superman has gone to the brink of his own vulnerability. From his perspective, Superman is this is this uh, ambivalent yeah. god who mm-hmm. al- who casually okay. allows destruction. Right. Um, so, uh, what I really liked in this fight, we don't have to go blow for blow in this. Uh, let's just say this: this sequence. So, the fact that it's two hours into the movie. Well worth I'm, the wait. Well worth the wait. Yeah. Holy fuck. It's Both it, fights. It yeah. has everything and the kitchen sink. <laughs> literally. Yeah. In this fight, he literally hits him with a sink. Oh, that's true. Again, not even a shot at the bow. More just who has the better budget, maybe. And this goes in Marvel's favor. That mech suit that Ben is wearing is real. Well, okay. but He wh- really wears a mech suit. We, ca- we can't say who has a be- better budget. We know that this was 250 to $300 million budget. So we can't say that. Yeah. So what we can say is, because you or know. Is it, wait, or is it. In three movies, you know I'm going to shit on Steppenwolf. Oh, and actually, I'll shit on him here. Yeah. Because we see him. He looks better in this movie. He arguably looks better. But <laughs> it's not budget. It's what is the conscious design. Or is it that. Robert Downey Jr.'s like, I'm not wearing a fucking suit anymore. Nope. You can put nope. a little chess piece here Listen, for referencing. 20 movies. You don't get 20 consistently good-looking movies. <laughs> Wait, I won't I won't argue Iron Man 2, Age of Thor Ultron. 2. Uh, Some of the effects in Age of Ultron. Move it along, guys. But the best thing about this fight, <laughs> by far, is how it ends. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's not get there yet. Wait, wait. Because oh, I, I still okay. want to actually talk about a good thing. Okay. Nice little physical moment when Batman has Superman up against the wall and he's just repeatedly punching him and then the one hits almost like he's hitting a steel girder. It's the transition. Batman's walk away with his hands of like, 
I, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Wait, don't, please don't hit me. You <laughs> you hear him think I've made a huge mistake. So yeah, then he gets another grenade but just in time. It's so good though because it's such a subtle effect, right? Like yeah, Superman done, starts to several hits. Yes, yeah. but even before that, Superman throws Batman back through the wall. Right, and then charges through the wall. Right, and then they still fight, and it still equals, and then and then it's in that secondary exchange where you where the tide shifts and uh-huh. all of a sudden but again to your point uh the look on batman's face fucking brilliant um so yeah he gets the other grenade off he throws him down a thing so he's used two of three two or three he's got one left he takes he brat grapples uh superman's leg spins him around throws him down gets the kryptonian spear He's just about to kill him. And what happens, Colin? Save Martha. Why did you say that name? So I'll say this. No one here is going no, to defend no, but this. Before he, before he yells what he said, I, I literally, literally laughed out loud at, at Affleck's little like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he like turns his head to the side like, in the way that you do when you're acting confused. It almost was like no one gave Ben this part of the script. He's like, how are you going to do it like that? That's the oh, problem. No. And I said this when we saw it in the theater. I am good right up until this point. Even with the theatrical release, I was still on board. At this point, I knew why Batman hated Superman mm-hmm. so much that he would straight up murder him. Right. There, he's I, going to kill him. He's yeah. going to and he's going oh, yeah, to kill him. No to, to capture him here. This is attempted murder. It's <laughs> attempted murder. Uh, Alfred has tried to talk Batman out of it. And Batman has basically said, this will be my legacy. I will kill him to protect humanity. Right. I am good up until this point. And then the single fucking word. And then even Lois's explanation. Well, that's his mother's name. What? The name? Come on. So, what the that, fuck? None of that changes. None of the motivation they spent the whole movie creating it goes away. Right. Right. And I'm not here to defend it at all. I I, I said it a couple of times on this podcast and other episodes. It's yep. shitty writing. <sighs> I think their intention is is hearing this name and having the connection. He sees a similarity that they have the same name. It's paper fucking thin connection. But <laughs> right. also Well, I, that's I, enough for uh Riggs and Murtoth, right? Right. <laughs> yes. But I think this also is his way of the, the screenwriter saying, look, he is human. He has a human mother. Do I agree with it? No. But I think that's his intention. It would almost be better if they found a way to like not have Batman know who he was and like have Batman be, say something to the effect of, like, I never considered he had a human life at all. Right. Sure. You know, that's just to be like he voluntarily chooses to live as a human, going back to that Lex Luthor thing, you know? And that the fact that realizing, oh, he's really just a kid from Kansas, because that's that's the thing that keeps him from being terrifying. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's you could do all of that and you could even have Martha be the trigger for it. But you got to fill in the rest. Now, I will say when we saw this in the theater, when he <laughs> said the thing about Martha, yes, I thought it was stupid. But at the same time, I went, oh. I never thought that Batman and Superman's mother had the same name. What an interesting fact. Fair. Did I think it was good screenwriting? No. no. It was an interesting fact. You never thought that because you were never in a pitch meeting doing lines of cocaine. <laughs> well, there was at one time. $250 million. To be fair, I was bitching about this movie to Chuck, and Chuck said the same thing. He's like, well, 
when he hears the name Martha, it humanizes Superman. I was like, oh, going fuck for you, it. Chuck. That's what and I, I agree with Chuck. That's what they're going for. I don't think they accomplished that in the slightest. I'm no, they didn't. That's what it's too weak. The problem is they do such a great job of building Batman's hatred for Superman that the idea that the name is enough to change that? No, I don't believe it. It's okay. not credible. So, right. yes, we okay, all so agree Martha on... is shit. Okay. However, what happens next is fucking bananas in the best way. So the whole... So they decide that Superman's going to go stop Lex and Batman's going to do what Batman does best. And that's brutally, brutally take out an entire warehouse full of guys. Martha will not die tonight. I don't know what's a better superhero fight. I, this or the elevator scene in Winter Soldier. Oh. The elevator so, scene in Winter Soldier. Well, so, wow. yes, yes. I just This is the most Batman Batman has ever fought in I, any Batman listen, film. Listen, listen, I'll say this. The Batman fight in the warehouse. It's my the best favorite, bat fight on film. It's, yeah. the, it's the best bat fight on film, 100%. But look. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? I get a fucking hard on when he does that. <laughs> Is it and a hard on with a cheeseburger on the end? With of it? a fucking cheeseburger on the end of it. Thank you, Chuck. Absolutely. It's also it's also in, entirely done for, with practical, and this has CG. It does. It does have uh, CG. Um, just to say, how you know, fucking and, badass and, is that fight? Sorry. Okay. All right. Exactly. This bad fight could have been could have been murder free. This could have been the moment uh, where he stops killing. This, this it, for me, I'm okay with this because this is. So I think back to the Dark Knight Returns. I think you know mm-hmm. he brings the tank in against the the, the, the gangs, yeah, right. And he's unleashing. I'm okay with this fight. Technically, we don't see him kill anyone. It's almost like he's saying, "I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you." So yeah, this this whole fight um, is amazing, and it also. Stops the action movie superhero thing of there's a group of people trying to take on one hero. They're all going to wait their turn. Four of those guys are taking on Bruce yeah. and, or taking on Batman at once, and he's holding his own. But no one's you don't see anyone like kind of doing like fight. the Mortal Kombat right. standing and yeah. okay. Oh, it's my turn to get my ass yeah. kicked. They're all trying to take him down. And we said this earlier tonight. This is not the Nolan. So, in terms of fighting on screen the nolan batman is a realistic batman so he's using a fighting style casey fighting style the casey fighting style right um which is incredibly brutal and realistic Mm -hmm. and fundamentally you know based in sound physics right right this is a comic book fight sequence brought to life yeah and but you know what? And I'm I seeing this and I'm going fucking love it. Yes. The point at which if you didn't already get it, when he has the the crate speared with his like dart <laughs> gun and he whips it over his shoulder, okay, does the suit have like syntho muscle skeletal fibers? Look, who fucking who cares? cares? It's a fucking comic it book looks fight. Badass. Yeah, so I'm, I just think this was a missed opportunity to like clearly not kill. But it's I mean, it's an amazing it's the best Batman fight I've ever seen on screen, You're, for sure. Yeah. But again, in terms of killing, so the guys with the grenades, that sucks, but that was the guy's grenade that uh-huh. fell at He's his not feet. taking grenades off the bat. Uh, yeah. Off the utility uh, no, I, throwing. I mean, he I would... does fire a gun. He does fire a gun. Oh, when he's in the, when oh, he's in the, the bat end, wing? At the end. Oh, right. In the bat wing, and then at the end when he takes out KGBs. I, and then, of course, well, he you does see, burn KGBs to death. <laughs> well, he sure does. Well, so as as Batman rescues Martha, I'm a friend of your sons. I figured 
the cape. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking funny. And Diane, was, you know who we haven't spent enough time talking about in this movie? Diane fucking Lane. Right? She's amazing. Uh, if you can buy talent, you buy, buy talent. talent. That's right. So then we move to Superman's side of this fight, and we can skip a lot of this to... Did you read Death of Superman? I because don't. It's all but right I don't there. think this is Doomsday. He calls no. him your Doomsday. He calls him your Doomsday. It's Look, Doomsday. This, There's this, no way it's Doomsday. Yeah. So this is, uh, and I and if I remember correctly, David Goyer's one of the writers, right? So get mm-hmm. David Goyer, right? Arguably the writing architect of the DCU. David Goyer may have been quoted when he was helping write the Christopher Nolan Batman movies that you could never do a Batman versus Superman movie because you've run out of ideas at that point. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate. I did wonder why Clark wasn't doing anything about the clearly evil doomsday machine behind Luther the whole time. It's just like... Oh, what's that? You got so, yeah, right. What do you got? You, you, uh, you making a doomsday so machine? So Goyer back clearly took the seminal Batman story, Dark Knight Returns, and the seminal Superman movie, or Superman story, The Death of Superman. And took the two pieces of clay and just and smashed, smashed, them, together. smashed them together. And right? that's where this and movie loses this. points. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, so the, the Kryptonian ship, you know, Luthor creates this abomination. It's a Kryptonian. It's the cave troll from it's a, it, they, they, it's have, they have a cave, cave troll. troll. It yes. is the cave troll. Doomsday and Superman fight. I feel like this part was kind of a fuck you to the people who had the problem with the neck snapping in Man of Steel. He takes Zod. It's, it's Zod. I mean, technically, it is Zod. Yeah. He takes him into space. Everyone in, in who didn't like the neck snapping in Man of Steel was like, why don't you just fly into space with him? I feel like David Gore's like, fine, nerds. You want a space battle? Fuck you. Here well, it is. Well, so yes, but, I mean, <laughs> 30 years ago, that existed in Dark Knight Returns, right? So Superman is nuked in space. Oh, I was just talking about yeah. sending Zod into space. Oh, sure. Nuked but... into space I don't want to get to yet because okay. I want to talk about who voices the president of the United States. Oh, I'm movie. sorry. Please go ahead. It's one Mr. Patrick Wilson. Oh, come on. Yeah. Seriously? Think about the dialogue who's, now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's totally Patrick Wilson. Who's going to appear again in a very soon DC? He's going to be Orm. Next DCU, yeah. otherwise known as Ocean Master. That's right. Well, oh, that's I, right. He is playing Ocean Master, isn't he? That's he's right. gonna be, have you seen that he's wearing the I fucking Ocean Master it's mask? It's not Jude Law. It's totally not Jude it's, Law. I feel like clearly isn't Jude Law. He's but in he another. He looks like yeah. Jude Law, but it's not Jude Law. A little Law. bit. They've Jude Lawed him up a little. All right. So it's a fight. You know, Superman or Batman engages Doomsday. After he falls to Earth, after they set off the nuclear right. bomb that seemingly kills Superman, but only projectile makes, one, projectile two. makes um, Doomsday Stronger. angrier. So right. he's now Gray Hulk. He's Gray, uh, yeah, he's he's gray, gray Hulk. Hulk. He, he, he grows, was always Gray Hulk. Yeah. That but was, now he grows he, like. The stuff spikes. out of his, yeah. So now he becomes the abomination. Right? Yeah. So Batman. Still no bike shorts. Missed the, the bike shorts. That's right. <laughs> Batman realizes that he needs the spear. It's a Kryptonian base. He needs the spear, which is back in Gotham City. And they do a nice job of, you know, Doomsday lands on an island. And they very clearly, someone says, there are no civilians here. Yeah. Because, and, you know, there's that, there's no real estate value in an island between two of the largest cities in the DC universe. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying it's good screenwriting. <sighs> it's, it's the same thing that they do in in uh, Age of Ultron. We need to get all these people out of Sokovia. It is because we as a society, with the destruction in Avengers and the destruction in Man of Steel, we're all sure. like, 
yeah, they saved people, but thousands of people fucking died during this fight. Did they really do a good job? Now they're showing the damage control side of it, like making sure that, yeah, buildings might come Cap down. Cap saved everybody. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nope. Talking about. Doomsday takes down the Batwing. He does. And he's about to kill Batman. In the sequence from the, the trailer. Which is a Ben Affleck line. Ben Affleck said, Batman should probably go. Oh, shit. And as he raises his arms up to shield himself, who fucking steps in? Wonder Woman. I'm oh. going to ask you a question. This is Wonder Woman's theme song. Fuck yeah, it is. We hear it in Wonder Woman. We'll, he- we'll hear it in Justice League. This is her music. Mm. What is the better pairing of a hero and music? Is it the Wonder Woman and her theme song? Or is it Deadpool and X going to give it to you? <gasps> it's this. Yeah. Because this was made for I'm her. not sure it was. Is this better? I thought you were going to go with Thor in Avengers Infinity War when he shows up in Wakanda. To well, which I was going to say, I would that's go, not Thor's theme. I would <laughs> go with with Ragnarok when he shows up to Immigrant Song. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's, that's better, right? That's, um, I have the same note. Wonder Woman is great. Okay. <laughs> Wonder right. Woman is a fucking phenomenal in this movie. Superman shows back up. He is the the sun has replenished him. The three of them are there. We get the is she with you? I thought she was with you. So before he comes back to Earth, though, uh, again we got to point out it's an image right from Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Right from- it's the whole thing that the U.S. turns on him and the whole like you know the the betrayed son of a you know ungrateful father kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh. The CGI is just as bad as it was in the beginning of Justice League with the fake face. So it's bad, but where it did look good in that is when the sun hits him, the regrowth. That's great. That looked good. But th- but where he's emaciated, where he starts, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. It does not hold up. Yeah, that's right. So the three of them fight Doomsday. What's the nickname of these three heroes? Oh, we see the DC Trinity for the first. Oh, God. And look, as as desaturated it is in that first shot where it's the three of them, it's still so fucking amazing to see the Trinity. And I remember when that was the last shot of one of the trailers, and everyone's whole thing was, why is Batman holding a gun? I'm like... Because they're going up against fucking, fucking Doomsday. Doomsday. He's of got course, he's gonna have shell. something. Yeah, that's a fucking stupid point because that is a badass moment. Yeah, I mean, and a I'm, Marvel guy. That is a badass fucking moment. And so they decide that the way to kill Doomsday is not by punching him because every time they punch him, it it creates energy. He's almost. Do you remember the character Strong Guy? Yeah, it's just like Guido. It's Guido's just like Strong, strong Guy. Yeah. He gets hit. He creates more energy. He gets stronger, and then he has to release it. Or he he's that third, third like, string X character who absorbs it, kinetic energy. Okay. Doomsday has heat vision. Sure, why not? Well, he's, well, he's a Kryptonian. He's right? He's based in. Well, yeah, I know. Actual he, Doomsday is Kryptonian, also technically. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a whole weird. And yeah, yeah. and then Superman is so passive in this story. <laughs> he really is. What? Superman has a moment where he's away from the fight. He rescues Lois, who is dove into the water. To recover yeah. the spear because she recognizes we need this weapon. I mean, uh, a nice little moment that he, it seems like he always has Lois's where she is in yeah. his cell. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. That's a nice so, moment. So he saves her. And we finally get the spit curl when he comes yes. out. Of the water. We finally get the spit curl. So but, exciting. So Cavill has a beautiful moment with Amy Adams. I love you. He looks at her and she knows. No. No, Clark, you can't. 
is my world. No, Kirk, don't. You are my world. No. So he takes the spear, and as he's coming towards, Batman shoots the Crypto Mystic at, at Doomsday. It weakens Doomsday. It weakens him enough to be able to stab through him. Prior to this, Wonder Woman has sliced off his right arm, right hand. And he has grown a he's, spear in its... Uh, he's a thrown a fuck you spike. So Soup's... Impales him with a spear. Yes. Doomsday. Stabs him through the chest. Here's the thing, guys. Here it is. This is it. This is the end of Excalibur. Arthur oh, walks yes. up oh, Orchard's sword to get Fuck to him. Yes. Oh That's my Excalibur. god. How did I miss that? That's that right. Is to fucking kill Mordred. He's like, yep, oh, you, your spear's through me. Yeah, but I'll get closer to you. And he fucking badass. The look on Cavill's face when he's like, okay. Yeah, but you're going to fucking die. And he grabs another spike. Like, it's not the spike impaling him. It's just like the closest spike. And he pulls it. So he thrusts further. Thrust through. Doomsday's glowy eyes go out. So that's how we know he's dead. Because that's right. how screenwriters that's tell us that things are dead. Right. When they lower Superman down and it's dead Superman down the ground, Lois lean, laying next to him, crying. Wonder Woman almost like kind of kneeling next to him. And then Batman walks in. When it's all of them there together, I'm yeah. like, that's that's a splash page. That is just uh, like that, in the death yeah, of Superman, that's where fair. Yeah. the cape is up against the girder and all that. I'm just like, uh, I it's fucking a, love it. Again, Zack Snyder knows visually how to present that story. Yeah. So then we go to and two. Superman said, "That's it. That's a movie, guys. That's, that's a, mo a movie. Oh wait, uh, but there's still 20 fucking minutes. Fucking yeah. thing, could there? <laughs> Big difference between the theatrical and the ultimate. Yes. Arguably the biggest difference." So Lex was in the Kryptonian ship. We see the SWAT team enter, and Lex, another dream sequence. Lex, it's not a dream sequence. Yeah, because nope. he wakes up. He's like, he. No, that is the Kryptonian ship showing him Steppenwolf and the mother boxes because it's done just like all the yeah. liquid the... metal type. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. right? Am I? I'm not wrong in that, right? No, you're right. That's okay. But that's so that's Steppenwolf because I was like. Well, listen, I, I, I got bad news for you. That's as good as he's going to look. He's, he looks a lot better in this than he does in Justice League. Sadly. It's very, very bad. But, but I was like... Or Kieran Hines. Why would you, I was like, why would you cut that out? Because that looks fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. Holy shit. It's stepping up in the mother boxes, and, right? And another thing, Warner Brothers shooting themselves in the foot days after this movie came out on, in the theaters. They released that scene. I'm like, guys, first of all, not everyone's seen the movie yet. Don't right. give that away. And B, don't show us this amazing scene that you decided to did cut you out cut, of the film. Right. If it's that good, why did you cut it? Yeah. That, again, I, I'm not throwing shade at the characters and stories. I feel like the You're leadership. You're throwing shade at Warner Brothers. I'm throwing shade at Warner Brothers. What the fuck are they doing? You want to try that again? Not as intoxicated? I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm throwing shade at Warner's. There, perfect, perfect. That's a print. And scene. No, you're good. We, we, I'm throwing shade at Warner Brothers. Yay. Fuck them. What the fuck are they doing? They have these great characters and great stories. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, well, what would be the best direction to take? Yeah, fuck it. We'll go the other way. It really feels like I, that. I, right? It's so sad. Todd, work in law enforcement. Is it standard to shave people's heads when they go into prison? Uh, no. No, no, no. Uh, so That's just is literally he in, for the Lex Luthor. Is he in jail off. or is he in prison? If he has not yet been tried and convicted, he's in jail. 
You know, right. you are in prison if you've been convicted, for, typically for a sentence of more than twelve months, depending where and you're if, at. If he is in prison, that was the quickest trial. It right. Where's the trial? Is because he, all that takes place, all that those scenes that we're seeing there take place before the funeral. It takes they and and they take place before a trial because Batman, you know, he can ensure that he's not going to simply go to a mental hospital. Batman's yeah. You're right. So he's Arkham. in jail. He's not so he's even in jail. So they don't. Yeah. Shaking his head. Listen, it's a listen. If that's your problem with the movie, well, and Colin and and Todd in the John Byrne Man of Steel, the way that he loses his hair is because his exposure kryptonite. to kryptonite. Radiation. Since we have made this kryptonite something that is made here on Earth, why not in that scene where he's like in the water, have it hit, have him do something? Yeah. And have some of the hair fall out, and then they shave it. So it's just, uh, just shave his head because it's falling out. Brilliant. Or to make him even look crazier, don't shave his head. Have just bits of the hair be on top of oh, his head. Even and worse. Make yeah. him like, because he is full on psycho in this last scene. He's he gone. Is. It makes more sense because of what we've seen. And again, in the theatrical release, yeah. I was like, well, uh, I don't understand. Like, it feels like something happened I didn't see. So because uh, now he's basically Darkseid's Renfield. Let's not be a wrong. He's hungry. He's found us. And he's coming. So we also have the funeral at the it's a juxtaposition at Arlington with a full military ceremony versus literally in the plain wooden casket, Clark right. lying in... And it's also funeral for a friend. Lying the, in wake. When Superman died yeah. in the comics. It's oh, the, the shot yeah. of you know walking down to Arlington, all that, right out of the comics. Got it. So, so the implication is Superman has an empty casket. Clark is in this paint, plain pine casket in his living room on a simple wagon pulled into the cemetery and buried. And Martha says, Oh, I need a ride back to the house. I've got my checkbook to pay the funeral director. And <laughs> again, a Man of Steel character brought back. They said it's all taken care of. By whom? Pete. The guy yeah, that calls Pete. him, calls him, uh, what, what is the, something about his dick. Dick Splash. Dick Splash. He's the guy on the bus that calls him Dick Splash, and then he's running the IHOP. Oh, later in the movie. yeah. Oh, That's yeah, he him. saved. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's no Pete shit. being like, oh, anonymous donor. Who could that anonymous donor be? Oh, no, but could he? Then we have a what I assume is a nightmare sequence with Lex in the prison where Batman comes in. No, that all happens. Does that happen? Yeah. Okay. That's where I think it shows that we have a changed Batman because he's got his branding thing out. And and he doesn't brand him. He yeah. brands the wall. Just sure. like, this is how close you came. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And then, the, again, the shot of crime scene processing L Luther's mansion. But it's that portrait of devils it's coming been from turned above, around, yeah. Which, of course, we know from the next movie, devils coming from above are not. It's not Superman. It's, it's actually parademons. the parademons yeah. and yeah. Side, yeah. We have well, the St. Paul's Cathedral reference. Yeah, there's there's a variety. See monumentum requiris circumquisque. If you seek his monument, look around you. Sir Christopher Wren, who created St. Paul's Cathedral in the London. The architect, yes. Everybody else has these monuments there, and his is a, it says in Latin, see monumentum requiris circumquisque. If you seek his monument, look around you. Oh, oh, nice. So the last scene in the movie is Lois taking dirt 
She's wearing the wedding ring, we, or the engagement ring. We completely skipped over all of that. But Clark sent an engagement ring to Martha's house for some reason. That's way earlier. That's yeah, but I'm saying but oh, yeah. the last scene is her picking up dirt, putting on the casket. They show the casket. And right before it cuts to black, a little bit of the dirt rises up. No, thank you. We didn't what? need that. We know he's coming back. We know back. he's coming back. It's the dumbest fucking, yeah. Right. And movie. Movie. All right, so that's a movie, shit. gentlemen. That's a fucking movie. That is a a long, but I want to say long. very, very long, long, but but enjoyable. So we'll get to that yeah. right now. Colin, my friend, who is your most valuable performer? Oh, um, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Oh, Ooh. nice. Okay. Okay. All right. Todd, who is your most valuable performer? Uh, oh, I mean. I feel like the arc is Superman. I'm going with, I'm going with Henry Cavill. Okay. Yeah. And I'm we're gonna complete the Trinity. The Trinity. I'm gonna go with Ben Affleck. <laughs> okay. He's right. he does a fucking phenomenal job. This movie. Don't disagree with either of you. Yeah. I don't disagree. Colin, who's your favorite character? Oh, that's Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. In a movie that is not called Wonder Woman, she's one of the best things in this movie. Yeah, well, what's so refreshing about it is she brings no personal bullshit to it. And while that, you know, that whole end is kind of this symphony of toxic masculinity between the two dudes. Yeah. She's just like, oh, we fight that. Let's go. Boom. Yeah. 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 Uh, Colin, what is your best scene? Oh, best scene. Um, I don't know. There's not a, not a lot I loved. Um, you know, honestly, uh, I was going to say maybe the big bat fight. You know, but I, even then, I was annoyed by like in the warehouse that one. Yeah, I'd say the warehouse maybe. Um, there's so little about Superman that stands out as being a good one. Unfortunately, it's really not his movie. Uh, I do like that that Clark and Lois scene is kind of nice. Which one? The one on uh, the, the bathtub. No, the bathtub. The yeah. bathtub. Like the oh, first. You yeah, know. that's a good one. Um, back to our most valuable player. I forgot to say, uh, Gal Gadot only has 17 lines in this movie. Boy, she fucking uses them. Holy shit. So, yeah, that definitely raises her up. Yeah. Um, well, Casey, what what was your best scene? Uh, it's the warehouse. It's a warehouse fight. It's so good. Uh, you know, not in terms of connecting to the rest of the story, mm-hmm. but best scene, like, so much fun, Batpocalypse. Yeah, that's pretty I, badass, you know, It's too. just fun. It, when the parademons fly in, you're like, holy shit, there's parademons? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. It's just fun. Colin, what's one scene you would cut? Oh, boy. Yeah. I get why it's fun, but for the sake of the movie, that whole, the whole nightmare dream sequence, it just. Wow. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. It just it doesn't know whether it is reinforcing motivation that doesn't need reinforcing. It's been very well spelled out for us or setting up a sequel and it, it becomes neither fish nor fowl. That, that's fair. That's true. Yeah. Plus, I think it's just Snyder wants to have him cut somebody in half with heaving, <laughs> so he needs a fucking dream sequence to do yeah. it. So, Casey, yeah. what's a scene you would cut? It's not a scene so much. It's a moment. Oh, when Bruce sees Diana in World War One. I. I didn't want to see it then, and I didn't want the Wonder Woman theme to show up then. I okay. wanted the first time we hear the Wonder Woman theme to be when she lowers her shield. <laughs> However, on that, and we didn't get to talk about it, when she sees it, 
I really like that it's almost like tribal horns are playing the idea of it when she's looking at all the Justice League stuff. Sure. And the drums kind of come in a little bit at the end. So I wish it hadn't shown up that first time. I wish it had just been, he opens it, it cuts to Ben. We get that reaction shot of Ben being like, holy shit, what am I looking at? And then it is just left as a mystery until Diana sees it later. Todd, what's one scene you were coming? Uh, I do like in the Ultimate Edition that mm-hmm. we spell out the plot with Luthor and all that. Mm-hmm. The whole bit of Santos being killed in jail, like Superman can't recognize that that's, well, Santos was arrested. He wasn't murdered. Like, that just didn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, I agree. But Superman <clears throat> would be that dumb. Yeah. Colin, who is the actor having the most fun? Mm, it's probably Jesse Eisenberg, though I didn't. I didn't find his performance. I found it a little too ticky and a little too, hey, it worked for Heath Ledger. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh, he's clearly having fun. Yeah, I agree. It's it's Eisenberg. Whether or not, I, I personally, I, I like, I feel like he swung for the fences. I, I agree. Did, uh, yeah, it's Eisenberg. Yeah, I okay. mean, look, this is kind of one of those things. Yeah, yeah. you can, you can fault the, the script and the story. You cannot fault his performance. Because he is fucking crushing He's what he was asked yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Crushing it. All right. So the Rotten Tomato score, 27% was the critic score. Now, 27% is is squarely within F category. Like, it sure is. It's not even summer school. Like You've got a whole other year ahead of you. But, Colin, if you were to put a grade on this movie, number, letter, whatever you like, how do you grade... Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Ultimate Edition. Well, I was going to give a range, so instead of giving that range, I'll just meet in the middle, and I'll say a 57. All right, 57, which is still an F. It was better than I thought it was going to be, and there are enjoyable parts, but it's the script is such a mess, and it tries to be it tries to be four different movies at once, and it just doesn't work, and it just can't outrun the parts about Man of Steel that didn't work for me. (laughs) Casey. Uh, like if a, you were going to grade this. Like a 75, like a C okay. minus. Uh, that's a C. That's squarely in the C range. Okay. Right? A C? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I'll go up from there. I'll go to, I'll be honest with you, I'll go to an 85. Whoa. But for the Martha, I mean, and, and again, <laughs> even with that, there's a lot of good stuff happening. 85, it's a B. All right. All right. Uh, dad's breakdown. Ooh, three of us are all dads. I'll tell you, I watched the first hour with so, the goon. Now, to be fair, there's so nothing, this, no violence in the first hour. Right, and this is a visual medium. Colin was just fervently shaking his head no. <laughs> it was a hard no. I, no, I, especially the Ultimate Edition that is rated R for extreme violence that happens later in the film. Sure. No. And like you said, the goon only watched... An the hour, f- wait, no, there's no fights. There's no fights. So An hour, there's yeah. nothing. Right, it's all story. There's just that one. I also think, I don't think it would hold the kid's attention. I mean, it's it's a slow I'll, burn. Well, I'll be honest with you. Not- the goon watched the whole hour. The noodle watched probably half of that. They were both in trance. And I was like, yeah, it's bedtime. You got to go to bed. <laughs> Well, so, so were they air quotes in trance because no, they knew oh, it was bedtime? No, 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 that, no. I think they were really into no, it. No, I'm just, I'm yeah, just yeah, kidding. That's fair. So you raised some good points, Casey, about the blood squibs. I did not notice those. I would have to take another look at those. Uh-huh. Generally speaking, most of the violence is the nightmare sequence might be a little vivid. 
And there's some blood splatters the, like the warehouse, the warehouse fight when he humans. throws the guy against the, when Batman throws the guy against the wall. Sure, there's a blood uh, that's stain fair. that's not there that's in the PG-13. Fair. That's fair. He beats he beats the guy like it's clear he's beating him to a pulp. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fight with Doomsday. I mean, Doomsday is so comic book ish. Yeah, that I don't equate that back to reality. So, you know, I think ten to twelve with context sure. could potentially watch it. Okay. So it's in that ballpark. That's fine. That's fair. Oh, Todd, what time is it now? And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's Helmet. Listen, I'm talking to Colin. Colin, my friend. Yes. <laughs> so so all I'm saying. Hang on. You got it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just pick Iron Man. Let's- <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. So, so let's send you the helmet. There we go. All right. Well... It's not Iron Man, but it's awfully close. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Is that good? What does it mean? Meteor Man. Oh! <laughs> Fuck! This is again where I'll say. Presumably the meteor contains at least trace elements of iron. Damn it! I'm gonna Damn say it. I'm gonna say again. Fuck. All you motherfuckers, when we had this poll about Proportional voting. Thought this would be a good idea. You it's are a, the problem. It's a good idea. We just have to pull fucking Iron Man. God damn it, oh. Meteor Man. Have either of you ever seen this? No. Yes. I've never seen. Is it bad? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Townsend stars as the titular hero. Marvel did a comic afterwards. Afterwards, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, fuck, uh, so fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck. So, Todd, Colin, let's watch that trailer. Meteor Man's in town. He's come to save the world, one neighborhood at a time. Meteor Man. Sorry, Mike. Marla Gibbs, Eddie Griffin, Robert Guillaume, James Earl Jones, Bill Cosby, and another bad creation. Special appearances by Luther Vandross, Sinbad, Naughty by Nature, Cypress Hill, and Big Daddy Kane. Stay chilly. Peace them out. Chilly. Robert Townsend is... Have a good night, folks. Meteor Man, directed by Robert Townsend. Oh, boy. That was, uh... Oh. I don't feel better. <laughs> you want to look up the Rotten Tomato score for this yeah, uh, fine, sh- fine movie? Yeah, let's look up I, the fucking Rotten Tomato score. This uh, goddamn motherfucking movie. It's not fucking Iron Man. It's got man in the title. You know, first of all, <laughs> how dare you? Okay, do you remember what Batman versus Superman was? 27. Yeah, you know what Meteor Man is? 13. 29. 2% better. Wait a minute. That just it enrages me that people... Th- I, okay. I can't get into how I feel about the fact uh, that critics thought this was 2% better. better than BVS. Oh, okay. Some of that is more people seeing it, more expecting more out of a more expensive movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Todd is hanging his head. Is this your first explicit comedy? Well, Paperman was supposed no. to be a comedy. Well, fuck that marketer. <laughs> fuck him. No. The maybe in, uh, from the marketing perspective. Sky maybe. High? Uh, a Disney, comedy. Uh, kids, yeah. kids, family. That's movie. a family one. Family. I mean, like a, a 
like a superhero comedy for adults. Yes. This is our first yeah. one of those. Yeah. Is this true original IP? This was not a character beforehand. Sky High was well, original. And, well, and Paper, Paper Man. Man. Yeah. Um, the same fucking movies we've been talking about. So this is our third round. Third time's a charm. Then we're gonna, then we're gonna pull well, out. Well, and unbreakable. You guys did unbreakable. Unbreakable. She's alive, damn it. So I'm just angry. So that's that's a, that's uh, a fucking movie. Yeah, Another please. fucking movie coming after it. God damn it! <laughs> fucking Iron Man. <laughs> okay, so Colin, where can people find you on social media? Should you wish to be found? Uh, I am at Role of Colin Ryan on Twitter, and I am Colin Ryan on Facebook. I am also going to be launching. My own podcast very what? soon. Ooh. Is this yes. is this a super pod hero cast exclusive scoop? <laughs> I believe it is. I Fuck believe yeah. First the first uh yeah, so I'm I'm calling it All the Worlds a Soundstage. Oh. And it's a podcast <laughs> just about Shakespeare and film. Oh. Uh, film adaptations of Shakespeare, including you know, straight adaptations, Inspired things that are by... you know, taking the story. Right. Hey, you know, why would I not do West Side Story? And why would I not do Kurosawa's Throne of Blood? You know, I mean. <laughs> wow. All right. Nice. Are you going to so, pick them at random uh, or just? I think. Yeah, because that's no, so happy. I, well, yeah, it makes you so happy when you fucking pick them at random. That's a great fucking algorithm to have. God damn it. You know, there are arguably more terrible Shakespeare po- uh, ones than even terrible uh, superhero movies. So really, no, I doubt I would pick really. Random. Oh sorry. yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll send you the Excel document up, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I will probably at first restrict myself just to things that are not necessarily um, had to have a theatrical release, but that I feel like use the language of film. So if it aired on television, but it's not a film play, but rather a film, you know. Okay. But I think I think my goal is to sort of ask my guests if there's things that they're particularly interested in because i will have a rotating series of guests so it's not just my voice talking about it (laughs) nice Nice. very cool very cool casey where can you be found on the interwebs should you wish to be found i can be found on twitter at not ryan casey and i can be found on instagram at not dot ryan casey you can also contact us via email at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only cap writes the letters. Tony. Todd, where can people find you should you wish to be found? Uh, I write about a variety of topics, geeky and non, at my own website, which is tmpinsyr.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at tmpinsyr.com. Of course, for all of your Superpod Herocast needs, uh, please check out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Superpod HeroCast. And of course, with every episode we put out, we release a bonus post on our website, which is tsphc.com. So if we're referring to shit, talking about beers or whatever, uh, go check it out there. Uh, your best uh, resource for our Superpod HeroCast stuff. Holy cow, that's a, that's a movie. That is a very, very, very long movie that yeah. I'm going to have to say is probably going to be better than the next one we watch. Just, just throwing it out there, folks. Fuck. Yeah. But but I bet Meteor Man comes in at like an hour and 35. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to say true. solid 88 minutes. I think, yeah, it's probably fair. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Colin Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. For Casey Ryan, I'm Colin Ryan. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be, be heroic. heroic. 
so we've got two fights happening simultaneously. Well, first we just had the Batman Superman Sim- fight. But, Let's but, start so, there. So the, the beer is strong in this yeah, one. Yeah, this has not happened well, yet. No. I'll take it. <laughs> no, you see, when you fight me, it's really tiring. <laughs> so they just go to sleep. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Pete Holmes. That's right. Um, sorry, Todd's a little intoxicated right now. I'm fucked. Up. <laughs> Did you have any at dinner? Yes. Oh, right. that explains so fucking much. Okay. Yeah. Buddy, I got it. <laughs> I'm editing this. You're drunk. I got it. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Everyone. We may need to put this in something bigger because if you look here, it's like. You know what it is? We got a real. Yeah. So we'll get a bucket. I got a bucket. Don't, <laughs> don't even. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Podcast over.